All right, welcome to the show. I am the Hard Bastard, and uh, I'm going to start with some polling. Uh, first, we have uh, a morning consult poll. Trump has a 41-point lead, one week ahead of the Republican debates. Donald Trump is boasting a 41-point lead in the Republican primary, one week ahead of the first debate, which will take place in Milwaukee on August 23rd. Let's, uh, what's August 23rd? Let's have a look at the calendar. That is a Wednesday. I will try to cover that. Um, uh, yeah, so um, starting next Tuesday, we should be back to the normal schedule. Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday, 6.30 Eastern. Um, some Sundays. Uh, I will, of course, if Trump's not there, it's kind of, actually, if Trump's not at the debate, what the fuck is the point? By the way, uh, uh, just wait for the next article uh, and, and I'll, I'll, I'll make my case, but let's do this first. Um, so Trump has uh, majority support with 57% of primary viewers choosing him as the candidate despite ongoing legal troubles, which has not had a negative effect on him. Now, wait till they release. I have seen the reporting from this smug piece of shit sheriff who belongs in prison saying that he is going to release Trump's mugshot. They have to know how much that's going to help him. I saw, I think it was Razor Fist who said that it's, they're going to make Trump Tupac, which I think is true. I, I'm skeptical that that mugshot's going to get released. I want that mugshot released. It's going to go everywhere. I'm putting it everywhere. It, it is, it is going to be on all of my social media for quite a while. I want that mugshot. I hope as many people as possible put, uh, put it on shirts and all sorts of things. Um, I don't think they're going to give us that mugshot, even though they've said that they are. They're dumb. Look, a lot of these fucking people are dumb, uh, of course, but like that would be really stupid to release that to the public. <laughs> what idiots, but we'll see. I don't know. Anyway, and then they get into Ron DeSantis. Let's get into Ron DeSantis. This is, this is, this is just, the, the DeSantis campaign is just malpractice. Um, you know, as he continues to be weak in speaking out against what's going on, uh, and, and, and it's weak, it's not, it's not non-existent, but it's weak. Uh, his comments are generally weak. Uh, and I suspect that he thinks that he is going to be um, coronated uh, the king if Trump goes to jail, which is, that's a snake slimy bitch move that will never work. You're going to destroy the entire Republican Party. Now, with all of that said, I try to be fair. He's a pretty good governor. He is a pretty good governor. Now, there's been some major issues like the pamphlet bill, of course, um, but he's done a lot of good. He's done a lot of good, um, which makes me think part of this could be a deliberate sabotage because if 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 the uniparty i imagine see this is the thing desantis could could be either or like people are saying he's like a neocon in disguise that's very possible that's very possible it's also possible that the uniparty does not like the fact that he's doing a lot of this shit in florida 
because um, the Uniparty people, uh, you know, they're. I think that they want all this fucking homo shit in the schools. And DeSantis has done a lot against that, okay? And if you're the Uniparty and you don't like DeSantis, this is the perfect way to sabotage him. You try to coerce him into running against Trump at the worst time possible. So that hurts his political credibility. He runs a disastrous campaign. And then possibly, DeSantis is on the verge of ending his political career if he is truly going to try to take the nomination um, if Trump like somehow gets taken off the ballot. Like that's the end of your career. You're you're finished. I mean, maybe you'll get reelected in Florida, but the most you'll ever be is governor. You will never be president. Um, so you know. Actually, what happens after that with the uh, with the Republican Party? I mean, I you know I'd love to see it completely dismantled. If they are going to do this gay op, I'm switching my uh, I'm switching my registration to independent, and I'm checking out of politics. I'll do news. I will do news. I will do cursory politics, but uh, I'll be doing other stuff uh, as far as, and it'll be news related, it'll still be news, but as far as like covering races, and I was like, look at this poll, like that's pointless. If they rob Trump in 24, which is possible, it's pointless to cover uh, politics. Um, I mean, you know, certainly there'll probably be a lot to cover as far as the continued um descent into full-blown communism that'll be something to cover but as far as like well this politician has this idea that's all fucking out the window but anyway we'll see it's it you never know what's going to happen but anyway the point in bringing all this up is chris christie has surpassed desantis in new hampshire how is that possible how is that possible oh my god desantis is a good governor Chris Christie is awful and disgusting. There's nothing good about Chris Christie. There's not a good, there's not one good thing about Chris Christie. The latest Emerson College poll out of New Hampshire has found that while Trump continues to dominate the field, former New Jersey governor Chris Christie has overtaken Ron DeSantis for second place. How is this possible? How is this possible? What a, it is really. It's a hell of a thing to watch this. And it's hilarious to watch the Bill Mitchells. I think that today Bill Mitchell was like, uh, oh, DeSantis is going to win New Hampshire. Is he? Okay. Okay. All right. Uh, according to the poll, uh, which was conducted August 9th through 11th, Trump currently sits in first place with 49% support. DeSantis, who sat comfortably in second for months, has now moved to third place with 8% just shy of Christie's nine. Oh my God. I don't know what to tell you about that. Yeah, it's really, it's just, I don't know, you know. Look, on the one hand, if you're gonna go along with this gay op, you deserve whatever you're getting. If he was just kinda coerced into doing this, you know, I mean, I don't feel bad he's a politician. I don't feel bad for politicians. But he's in a rough spot. But who knows? Who knows? Okay. 11 key takeaways from the bullshit Ass Willis indictment. Fulton County District Attorney Ass Willis indicted former President Trump and 18 lawyers, aides, and supporters in Georgia late Monday night for their efforts to challenge the 2020 election results. 
It was the fourth indictment of Trump. Here are the 11 takeaways. The RICO statute is a tactic to secure an easy conviction of Trump, even if it's overturned. The Georgia case invokes a racketeer influenced and corrupt organization statute of the kind used to prosecute mobsters for large criminal enterprises. Alan Dershowitz noted, RICO prosecutions often survive early procedural motions and lead to convictions, though they are often overturned on appeal. Democrats want a conviction before Election Day. Here's the thing about that plan. First of all, there were people on CNN who were like, how, how do you, how do you, there's a RICO trial going on with a rapper right now. And like, it took them a year and they're not even done with jury selection. How the fuck are you going to get a, a conviction before the election? Their own side is saying that. Okay, that's the first problem. The second problem is, if you can't take him off the ballot, it doesn't matter how many convictions you, you, you do. And now granted, I understand just because there's a mechanism there, excuse me, just because there's no mechanism to take him off the ballot doesn't mean that they're, that they're, they're not going to try. Robert Barnes, who I think has been doing very good commentary throughout all of this, um, I believe he has said that they can't take him off. The states cannot take him off the ballot. I believe, I, and I believe that is correct. Okay. Now, of course, we're dealing with commies. So, so they're going to try, of course. But, you know, if they can't take him off the ballot, this, this all fails. Now, if they somehow take him off the ballot, maybe, maybe they will successfully... Uh, uh, stop him. But if they can't take him off the ballot, I, I, I just, I don't know. I'm, I, I'm skeptical. As fucked up as all this is, I am still, like, I know there's people that are certain that they're going to screw Trump. And you might be right. I'm not certain, though. I think it's possible. And, and I think all of this is very concerning. But I just don't see it yet. I don't see their final, the final thing I haven't seen something where I'm like, oh, that's how they're going to do it. Um, I, I, you know, because as far as something working, right? Because here is the, the here is the problem they have not solved. How do you stop us from going into that voting booth and voting for him? How do you stop us from doing that? And there's so many of us; they can't kill us all. Okay, they can't arrest us all. And, and, and I, I suspect that the more people they arrest, it's just going to piss people off more. Okay? So, yeah, how do you stop that? I don't know. I don't know. They're going to try. They're going to do all sorts of shit. And I'm telling you, the arrest... I'm not the only one. See, look, a lot of this shit's obvious, okay? Because you've seen it through history. It's just maybe done a little differently. Maybe not as, maybe not as visceral. Maybe not as brutal. Uh, although it is brutal. I mean, they tortured these people in the gulags in fucking Washington, D.C. I mean, it, it, it's brutal. But, you know, I'm seeing people talking about they think commentators are going to be arrested. I've been saying that for a while. And I think it's a fairly obvious observation that I'm making. This is what they do. You, you can look at other regimes doing this. You look in Brazil. It's the same playbook. They all use the same playbook. Um, but again... It's just going to piss people off. You can raid another grandpa's house and force a confrontation with them, but that's just going to piss people off. They're not going to. They're still going to vote for him, 
What are you going to do? I, I, I don't think they've thought this through completely. But anyway, we'll see. Anyway, num number two, the indictment was rushed and leaked by Fulton County before the grand jury had voted. Though a, a special grand jury with clear anti-Trump bias had already recommended charges, the grand jury that voted to indict him on Monday only heard testimony for one day, hours before the grand jury voted. However, the county court posted then deleted a document that resembled the final indictment, which may have violated Trump's rights and suggests a rigged process. DA Ass Willis is fundraising off of the prosecution and running for re-election next year. The indictment was announced shortly before midnight for no apparent reason. The indictment includes lawyers, aides, and even supporters. Yeah, they, they, they're arresting a pastor. The Georgia indictment seeks to convict and imprison members of Trump's legal team for the supposed crime of crafting a strategy for challenging the 2020 election results, including by claiming that there were, there were voting irregularities. By that standard, almost every election lawyer in the country could be the target for prosecution. Democrats also claimed voting machine problems in 2020, but only Republicans were charged. Kanye West's former publicist is indicted. <laughs> uh, the indictment claims political statements are acts in furtherance of a conspiracy. The indictment cites ordinary political statements as if they were criminal acts. These include retweets urging people to contact public representatives, criticism of elected officials, claims that the Constitution allows the vice president to reject electoral college votes, and tweets by Trump urging people to watch TV. <laughs> Aides are also accused of crimes because they reserved rooms or asked for phone numbers. So again, we're in a communist country. I, I, I just tweeted this. I saw, and I've seen a couple people. Um... Like Dinesh D'Souza, and, and Dinesh D'Souza is fine, but he made a, an argument, and I and Brian Cates made a similar argument. And, and by the way, they might be right, but what they're arguing is, well, you know, now uh, the defense will be able to provide the evidence related to the election. And my view of this, after watching the Alex Jones trial, is that no, they're not going to let the defense. We're post America, post Constitution. Okay, these judges are not going to allow any of that to be presented in court. They're going to do what they did with Alex Jones and the Sandy Hook thing. They're going to declare the, uh, in this instance, it'll be an election. They're going to declare the election secure, and they're going to dis dismiss any evidence to the contrary. So you're not going to be able to present that evidence. Now, I might be wrong about this. But I don't think that's going to happen. Barnes uh, had a comment tonight, uh, apparently, uh, about he expects, and Dershowitz said this too, they expect a lot of this shit to be overturned, you know, the higher up it goes. Now, again, again, these are reasonable positions. I'm not saying these are unreasonable positions. I just, other than the Supreme, other than possibly the Supreme Court, I don't see a lot of overturning. Um, you look at, I saw a guy talk about how Republicans in Georgia need to do this and that. And there's a lot of things they could do in Georgia, the Republicans and people like Kemp. But again, and I've been saying this from the beginning, Kemp is in on this. Kemp is in on this. Okay. 
he is in on it, he's not going to do anything. One of these fuckers, one of these Republicans went on CNN and said, this is our opportunity to remove Donald Trump from the Republican Party. Dumb fucker, do you understand? Trump supporters will not vote for you. You're going to cease to exist as a party. Okay, and what will probably happen is Trump will go independent or start another party and most of his supporters will join that. And the Republican Party will never win shit ever again. And you will deserve every bit of that, fuckers. You will deserve every bit of that. So yeah, they're, they're in on it. So I don't, I don't expect to see a lot other than, like I said, it's possible the Supreme Court does something, although I wouldn't put any stock in it. I'll be pleasantly surprised if that happens. But yeah, no, I don't think anyone's coming to save us. I don't think anyone's coming to save Trump. The only thing that I think works is if they can't take him off the ballot, he's going to win the election. Um, and then <laughs> what are they going to do? Probably something crazy. They'll probably cancel it. They'll be like, we can, no, this election doesn't. They'll just say, well, it doesn't count. They'll do, they'll do something crazy like that. Um, so yeah. Oh, by the way, I want to, speaking of which, as far as solutions, there was a good tweet thread. Actually, let me, let me finish this. And then there was a great uh, tweet thread from James Lindsay outlining um, like what a lot of this strategy is and what they're trying to provoke and to not give it to them. I thought it was great. We'll get into it in a minute. Anyway, so this indictment also covers other states, not just Georgia. It also covers Pennsylvania and other ones. Trump's, uh, Trump, I love, I love the amount of years getting racked up. I want it to get to 1,000. I think we're at 700 total years in prison Trump is facing. That's awesome. Trump faces a possible 76 and a half years in state prison on 13 counts, which would not be easy to pardon. That brings Trump's total potential sentence across all of his indictments to 717 and a half years. That's, f oh, that's so good. That is so good. Oh my God, this is awesome. This is, they're turning him into the guy of all guys. People talked about Capone and all these motherfuckers. This is next level. This is next level. This is fun. Uh, and, and he's possibly facing the death penalty. <laughs> these people are crazy. They're crazy. Oh, my God. Um, Georgia does not give its governor the power to issue pardons. He could try a presidential pardon, which has never been used before, to supersede a state conviction. Who cares? This, again, the whole system is illegitimate. I don't care what Trump does to get out of this. I could care less. If he wins the presidency and he just goes, I don't care how it works, I'm pardoning myself in Georgia. Yeah, suck a dick. Suck a dick and I will laugh and laugh at all the people that are like, this is an outrage. You can suck a dick and, and hopefully you get rounded up and put in prison. It's going to be your turn, fuckers. It's going to be your turn to be indicted. And that's going to be amazing if it happens. Probably not. We'll see. The indictment does not mention Lynn Wood, a major proponent of voter fraud claims. Yeah, it looks like it's been, it's been alleged that Lynn Wood is flipping and he's going to testify against Trump. If that's true, I retract all of my positive uh, statements about Lynn Wood. Lynn Wood, much like Mike Lindell, um, 
I just, they make me laugh. Lynn Wood says wild shit. He reminds me of Jimmy Swaggart. He's kooky. I like kooky people. If you're testifying against Trump, go fuck yourself. You're a bitch, okay? So anyway, neither Stacey Abrams nor Hillary Clinton have been indicted in Georgia for the same or worse actions. No, they're allowed to do this. Trump is not. All right, now let's get into this uh, thread by uh, Lindsay here. This is interesting. So what's with all the indictments of Trump? Lots of things. Let's look at it through my favorite lens, dialectical political warfare, which we know is the operating system of the enemy. There are several big reasons, but key among them, Operation Poke the Bear. First, let's deal with the necessary baggage. They obviously are doing a Darvo distraction game. They indict Trump again within a day or two of every fact bomb drop on the Biden crime family operation, so we know they're playing a game to distract and blame. This is obvious. Second, they want Trump as messy as possible. They want people who might vote for him in the primary or general to decide he's too messy and complicated of a candidate and just someone that they can't hold their nose for with all this noise and baggage. That's not a small thing either. I mean, it might not be a small thing, but I don't see, I don't see that working, okay? They needed to do that in 2016. If that's the plan here, they needed to have done that in 2016, okay? They have lied so much and so many people. See, you can't pull that off post-COVID. I don't think you can pull that off post-COVID, okay? You would have had to have pulled that off in the before time in 2016, uh, third, they're obviously trying to just outright disqualify or imprison Trump if they can, though I don't think this is a real goal for them with the repeated indictments, the raids, and so on. Maybe they can get it and they'll celebrate if they could. Of course, because they love media and imagery, they're obviously also angling for shots like a mugshot of Trump. That's suicide if they're angling for a mugshot of Trump. They're going to uh, uh, turn him into an even bigger martyr than he already is. And that primary plays into the Operation Make Trump Messy part mentioned above. I don't think these are the real reasons, they're just bonus. Operation Poke the Bear is probably the primary operational measure with all the Trump indictments. Understanding this one requires understanding how the left and its mirror on the right works through dialectical political warfare. This is the real op. Rule number one of understanding leftist dialectical political warfare advances goes back to Saul Alinsky and Rules for Radicals, updated in Beautiful Trouble. Um, you will remember I gave a description of something I called Drag Floyd, Tranny Floyd. Media Matters reacted immediately to my saying so, so we can presume I was right. I want to remind you of that. What I called Operation Drag Floyd was an active measure of using a series of escalating provocations that put normal people in a decision dilemma. Either let them be perverts in front of kids or give them a reaction they can use. It's a key strategy. Operation Drag Floyd didn't use a single provocation. It used a series of escalating provocations to try to get someone, probably a Christian conservative, to react badly, maybe violently, to justify all kinds of things, censorship, riots, narratives, etc. I want you to understand that what I just showed you is that these concepts are bread and butter techniques of leftist dialectical political warfare. 
That means their bread and butter techniques for how they wage fifth generational warfare on our people on purpose. The same basic mold is being followed in Operation Poke the Bear. First a raid, then legal threats, then not one indictment, but many. Not once, but many times. The latest ones from Georgia are absolutely egregious. This is escalating provocation. You can see the bait being taken everywhere. Uh, Mia culpas to some degree, people saying this is a banana republic. This is no longer a nation of laws. That kind of rhetoric in the reaction. They're poking the bear. They need the bear, MAGA, the American public to react. What's happening with Trump and these indictments is incredibly dangerous on its own. That is true. It indicates nothing short of a communist revolution in our nation. That is also true. It's unprecedented and egregious. That is also true. It's more dangerous than that, too. In addition to every danger just listed above, it is also a strategic dialectical operation designed to poke the bear into reacting. They didn't get a big MAGA hillbilly Christian conservative reaction from the drag queens, so they'll get it by going after Trump. If they can provoke the American people or a contingent of them into believing this is truly a lost cause, revolutionary moment, they can provoke a second J6 style reaction. And watch who in Trump's camp calls for this. Uh, that'll be some glowing ass shit right there. Um, that will refile the J6 narrative and demand action. I'll be accused of telling people to stand by and do nothing while our system is being destroyed by pointing out this operation too. Just watch, provocateurs everywhere on both sides. I'm not calling for an action, but for judicious action. So still action. It is incumbent upon us to make it the general consensus of the movement slash population or whatever is relevant that these dangerous provocations are not acceptable and understood for what they are as provocations the bait of which we will not take. That's how they're beaten. My dialectical political warfare analysis then is that the indictments of Trump serve many purposes, but chief among them is an active measure, Operation Poke the Bear, to trigger a useful reaction the enemy can use to further its agenda. Be discerning and judicious. They also want to wear Trump down, of course, making their enemies demoralized, exhausted, frustrated, and humiliated is their favorite pastime. So they will absolutely, absolutely not tire of it. That is why, in my opinion, mockery is one of the most effective weapons against these people. When you mock these people, when you call them faggots and niggers and whatever words they don't like, they absolutely freak out because you're looking them in the face and you're saying, no, fuck you. I'm not buying any of this. I'll use whatever words I want. I will, I, I'm, not, I'm not doing any of this shit. I'm not doing the tranny shit. I'm not doing the homo shit. I'm not subjecting my kids to any of this shit. Uh, and I'm, that is absolutely the most effective rebellion you can do. At least for now, it's legal to rebel like that. At some point, they will probably make, make it illegal. If they arrested a guy over memes, the first nigger faggot arrest out there is probably waiting. Someone's going to be arrested for using racial epithets. And someone's going to be arrested for, you know, not finding trainees attractive. They're going to, they're going to go through the whole gamut of things. But yeah, uh, that's why I'm loving, I, for, I forget who the accounts were. There are these accounts calling, calling Fannie Willis a, um, 
like a like a fat hippo and like yeah all of that is fantastic mock the shit out of these people meme the shit out of them whatever your style is you don't have to have a style like mine you can have a style all your own just mock them whether you're polite whether you're rude doesn't matter just mock them they hate that they hate that also, Lindsay says, judicious action always starts with getting people to see the play clearly. You're playing against a watching audience in any mid-level violence provocation. Uh, you win by getting the audience to see the illegitimacy of the provocation than acting rightly. They are illegitimate. They want people to be violent. Do not give them what they want. Um, and again, there's going to be feds everywhere, so just be careful. There's always going to be a guy, oh, this is the time. What, what else do you need to see? I'm telling you, watch out for that shit. So I thought this was pretty good. Um, okay, let's, uh, where do we, okay, we got this one. We did that one. Uh, Dershowitz uh, brought out that Georgia is indicting Trump for doing what the Democrats did for Gore in 2000. Harvard Law School professor Alan Dershowitz and a, a, a Epstein Island uh, attender uh, said Monday that District Attorney S. Willis had indicted former President Trump and 18 others for a conspiracy that was exactly what Democrats did in challenging the 2000 election. Oh, you know what? Another I just re remembered uh, that total smash from OAN, Chanel Rion or whatever the hell her name is. She called. She called. Uh, she called uh, Ass Willis like a fat harlot or something like that. Was, I remember I saw the phrase. I was like, oh, that's well done. That's well done. Good for you. The tactics of the Trump team, including claims of fraud, were neither more or less than what Democrats had done in claiming the election had been stolen from Gore. Um, Dershowitz, uh, speaking to Fox News Digital, criticized the pending indictment, calling Trump's actions very similar to that of Gore's legal strategy in the Bush v. Gore case that decided the 2000 election. We challenged the election. We did much of the things that are being done today and people praised us. Um, I wrote a best-selling book called Supreme Injustice. Now they're making it a crime. You cannot start making crimes out of things the Democrats did. Tilden Hayes, John Kennedy election, 2000 election, 2016 election, Jamie Raskin gets up, does some of the same things. These are political actions that the Constitution prefers us take rather than going out on the streets and rioting. We're supposed to go to court. We're supposed to go to Congress. You can't make those things crimes, and you can't expand the RICO statute to now include political objections, he said. So, you know, again, it, it, this is it, Dershowitz is, is good on legal stuff, but you know, again, he's it's not, not a good guy. Not a good guy at all. So S. Willis was asked about the, um, or I guess in her case, she was axed, axed, I can't even say it. She was axed a question about the leaking indictment. Uh, Fulton County DA S. Willis held a press conference after the indictment on RICO charges was released in Georgia. Um, so where, where do they get to the, uh, hold on a second. She just said a bunch of bullshit. Um, she said, I can't tell you anything about what you refer to. What I can tell you is that we have a grand jury here in Fulton County. They deliberate till eight, if not right after eight, an indictment was returned. It was true build and we now have an indictment. I'm not an expert on clerk's duties or even administrative duties. 
I wouldn't know how to work that system. And so I'm not going to speculate. Next question. So again, no, no one's going to, nothing's going to happen. It was, this is, I think, a gaslight to tell everyone to just kind of give the message like we're doing whatever we want. Um, let's see. Democrats denied election results 150 times before Trump was indicted for challenging uh, the election. It just goes into, there's a video of 10 minutes of Democrats denying election results, Hillary Clinton. Uh, you know, it's, it is what it is. They're, they're total hypocrites. All right, so now, look, Go Governor Kemp is a bitch. That's been clear for years. But he really wanted to make sure everyone knew what kind of a fucking bitch he was. So now, now, and there's a, there's a part of this. I'm a little concerned. So Trump, so this is how this started. Trump said, a large, complex, detailed, but irrefutable report on the presidential election fraud, which took place in Georgia, is almost complete and will be presented by me at a major news conference at 11 a.m. on Monday of next week. Okay, now look, I've said this before. Trump's opinion, when it comes to the evidence related to election fraud, a person's opinion, I don't care who it is, does not matter. The evidence speaks for itself. I don't care. Like if so, the point is if Trump came out and said, oh, by the way, the election was legitimate, that would have, that would change nothing. Okay. Now, I am concerned here because the problem is some of the people surrounding Trump are good. Some of the people surrounding Trump are snakes. There is a, there is a possibility for sabotage here. Uh, because some of the people related to the election are not helpful. Uh, now, look, I like Mike Lindell. I think Mike, like Mike Lindell's heart is in the right place. He, he makes me laugh. I think he's a good guy. He has not been helpful related to the election, in my opinion. Okay? And, and if people, people can disagree, then no problem. But he has not been helpful. Sidney Powell has not been helpful. Okay? I hope this report deals with the actual evidence and not bullshit. Uh, because that'll just be used against Trump. Um, now, so far, from what I'm seeing, it looks like they're going to use the uh, video of um, those fat pigs. I forget their names. That's now. See, that's good because that's a that's a. If you ask me about Georgia, there's multiple ways you could go about it. But yeah, um, the hell's a, what, are their, what are their names? Uh, the mint eaters. <laughs> I don't even remember. Uh, anyway, uh, if you're going to go that route, great. Because that video is shady as hell. And I, I can't wait to watch people defend that video. I want to see Tim Poole defend that video again. He's already defended that video. I want to watch him do it again. Okay? You can't tell me. You have, a, you have on video these fat pigs who send all the observers home. All the observers, they send them home. They pack up all the the ballots, and they put them under the table. You've, you've heard me talk about this a million times. By the way, this is not the be-all, end-all piece of evidence for the whole election. This is simply one piece out of a bazillion, okay? So it is what it is. This, this, this video has no bearing on Michigan or Wisconsin or Pennsylvania. There is plenty of evidence that you can look at that, that is tailored to those states. It has, this has nothing to do with those states. This solely has to do with Fulton County. You don't have to use evidence of, of, 
uh, uh, election fraud in Fulton County to talk about the other states because there's a fuck ton of evidence of fraud in the other states. Okay? Anyway, so all of the observers are gone, and then these pigs start pulling the ballots out and running them through the machines over and over again. Now, if this was on the up and up, they would have waited. First of all, they would have called the observers and said, hey, I know we sent you home. Sorry, that the, the leak wasn't as bad as we thought. We really got to count these ballots. We're going to need you to come back. And then they would wait for the observers to come back. Then they would count. That's what normal people would do. Okay, there's not a circumstance on earth where it is acceptable for them to count ballots without fucking the, uh, the observers being there. That's shady as hell. That's shady as hell. And I want to watch people defend that. Because the mask com comes completely off when you defend that shit. I don't even need you to say, well, this is evidence that the entire state of Georgia is fraudulent. Uh, uh, but at bare minimum, that's a shady video. Okay, you cannot tell me that's legitimate. So if they're going to go with that, great. This is going to be great. It, it, and, and now I am happy that he says he's going to present it. I would much rather Trump get up there and present it than them bringing some like weirdo on. And I'm not talking about Lindell. I like Lindell. He's kooky. But look, some of these people I think are saboteurs. I don't think Mike Lindell is a saboteur. I think the people who talk to Mike Lindell, I think some of them are saboteurs. And I think he's a good guy. And I think he's trusting. And I think he's trusted the wrong people. And I think sometimes people have set him up to look like a clown. And, uh, and I think those people are Democrat operatives. That's what I think, okay? Because there's plenty of evidence that you don't have to go through a a any of this bullshit. Uh, so anytime I see shit like that, I get suspicious. But anyway, like I said, I hope this is, uh, all I'm saying is if there's sabotage, the point of this sabotage, if there's sabotage, is to kill your morale, okay? So don't let them do that, okay? Just, just fucking, it, it won't be good if it's sabotage. Um, hopefully Trump doesn't get up there on some bullshit. Like I said, if it's the, if it's the Ruby Freeman video, all he's got to do is, all he has to do is play the video and talk about what he sees and then argue, would the media be there? I hope the media is there. And then just argue with the media. That's all you got to do. So I, I don't know what this report is going to be, but I'm a little concerned. Because like I said, there are snakes in Trump's orbit. And there are people who want to sabotage. So I hope, I hope it's the right, uh, I hope it's actual evidence and not bullshit. So anyway, anyway. So then, so, so he says he's going to have a press conference. Great. It sounds good. He says, based on the results of this conclusive report, all charges should be dropped against me and others. There will be a complete exoneration. Uh, oh, oh, and then this tweet, what's phenomenal about this tweet is this one word that he used, which was fantastic. He says, they never went after those that rigged the election. They only went after those that fought to find the riggers. Sticks, hex, and hammer, as soon as this post came out, said... Basically, watch how long it takes for the media to pretend that Trump is talking about black people and is trying to use a euphemism for the word nigger. It took like 10 minutes before, like w within 10 minutes of that, I think Brooklyn Dad Defiant was like the first one that came out and now it's a media narrative. It's hilarious. Um, anyway, any, any race can be a rigger. But you know the thing about riggers? 
Riggers are a very small percentage of our population, but they are responsible for most of the rigging of elections. Isn't that a fascinating factoid? Does that remind you of anything? I don't know. Okay, anyway. So then Kemp comes out and he said, and the, the gaslighting and the dishonest legalese here from this fucker Kemp, listen to this. He says, for nearly three years now, notice, Anyone with evidence of fraud has failed to come forward under oath and prove anything in a court of law. Okay, so first of all, um, they will not consider any of the evidence because they dismiss these cases on standing. He knows that. That's like saying that, like, see, if they're not going to consider the evidence, it's highly dishonest to say, well, it, it, show me the evidence, uh, and then when someone shows it to you, you just dismiss it, okay? Also, there's plenty of people that have come in under oath. There are a fuck ton of people that have come in under oath signing affidavits with testimony of what they saw. There is, you, you could probably spend two years going over all of them as in all the states. There's a bunch of them in Georgia, a bunch of them in Michigan and Pennsylvania. By the way, a lot of them are cooperating uh, very similar things that they're seeing related to formatting of the ballots and the whole thing with the, you know, there's no down ballot races selected and 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 they uh, they only had uh, Biden or or like mail-in ballots came back all in complete numerical order, which is impossible. Shit like that. Um, so yeah, uh, very dishonest from Kemp. Then he says, our elections in Georgia are secure, accessible, and fair, and will continue to be as long as I'm governor. The future of our country is at stake in 24, and that must be our focus. So yeah, Brian Kemp belongs in jail. He belongs at minimum buried under a jail, okay? So yeah, there we go. What a bitch. So I don't know what this press conference is going to be. Hopefully, uh, Trump is able to weed out the snakes but I did see some people bringing up the Ruby Freeman video, and that would be fine if you want to go with the... That would probably be the best thing, because the, the, this is the thing. If you start bringing in, like, let's say you wanted to go over some of the affidavits or the, you know, you start going into the totals of, like, dead people that voted or all this shit. I don't think that's as visceral as a video. The video is the way to go, so hopefully they do that. Okay, so yeah, Biden is gaslighting about Maui. So once again, reporters said, uh, hey, we have questions about Maui, and he smirked and walked away because yeah, he gives zero fucks. Now, he also is full-blown, you know, demented. He has full-blown dementia, but anyway. And then he, I think he went to the beach or something, so there we go. Um, also, Biden is gaslighting. He's claiming that the economy is great and inflation is down and there's nothing to worry about. Joe Biden touted his economic record and decreasing inflation during a speech in Milwaukee on Tuesday, even as millions of Americans pay hundreds more for basic goods and services than two years ago. Excuse me, Biden pointed to lower inflation, even as a new report that said Americans paid $709 more for basic goods and services in July 2023 than they did in July of 2021, which was just months into Biden's time in office. The spending was also 202 more dollars than July of 2022, according to Mark Zandi, chief economic analyst for Moody's. 
Um, so the, the pedophile in chief said, in case you haven't noticed, inflation is down too and it's going lower. It's total bullshit. The speech took place as Biden promoted his Bidenomics vision in Wisconsin, which will be uh, a key 2024 battleground state. So anyway, what? And then he says, you, we have the strongest economy in the world. You're looking at me a little skeptical, but I promise you, check it out. Fuck you, bitch. You're a bitch. You're a fucking bitch. That's all you are. And, and that's the thing. You're about to die of natural causes. And when you die, there are going to be many people in this country that are going to go, man, that guy was a bitch. That's what they should put on your tombstone. Joe Biden, a bitch, kid fucker. Okay? Anyway, that's just my opinion. The FBI is probably going to raid me at some point. Oh, uh, this commentator was arrested. He called the president a bitch. That's going to be a hell of a thing. How, why were you arrested? I called the president a bitch. It's, it's like we're in Iraq under Saddam Hussein. Anyway, so yeah, the, uh, that, that's about the report. So hopefully the report is good. Um, yeah, so this is not surprising. A sexual assault victim was stunned as leftists defended her attacker. Yeah, that's what they do. They like sexual assaulters and pedophiles. The sexual assault victim of a criminally convicted teacher who just years ago lost his job for nibbling on a girl's ear, I guess he's like Joe Biden, and touching her inappropriately says she is scared for her safety after seeing far-left activists defend her attacker as the real victim. The young California woman, a Hispanic immigrant who the Daily Wire is referring to only as Maria, says she was abandoned by ideologues who often talk about victimhood and female rights after she was abused at the hands of a black teacher with deep ties to the activist left. Yeah, Jehovah's Witnesses do this too. If you're molested by an elder and you talk about it, they turn against you. The final straw was on May 4th, 2017, when Hermachis came behind Maria during study hall and growled in her ear like an animal and then bit her nibbled on her ear for 10 seconds, just like Joe Biden. Police said Hermachis admitted to kissing Maria on the left ear early in the interview. Three months later, he pleaded no contest to a misdemeanor charge of battery in exchange for a sentence of one day in jail plus probation. In February 2020, the commission stripped him of his teacher's license for conduct contrary to modesty and good morals, stating that parents do not send their children to school to be preyed upon or battered or touched by the teachers. Maria sued the pedophile as well as the district for keeping him in the classroom and won a million dollar settlement. Good for her. Maria uh, thought that would be the end of her ordeal. But even after the pedophile was convicted, fired, and settled in court, politically aligned activists and educators are using leftist politics to erase his victim and ex excuse the pedophile's behavior. Yeah, because they're very explicitly pro-pedophile. The Santa Barbara Independent newspaper in June published an op-ed by a local activist, pro-pedophile activist named Marcelino Spovita on, be uh, quote, on behalf of concerned educators, the op-ed set out to define the actual facts of the pedophile's case and argued that false allegations of sexual assault by black men have been frequent, persistent, and often violent. So in case you were keeping track of all of the ways that leftists categorize violence, now if you are a victim of a pedophile 
and you complain about the sexual battery that the pedophile is delivering to you, that is now also violence. In case you were keeping track, I imagine what we're going to see soon is a big coordinated media narrative about how victims of pedophiles, children who complain about the pedophiles, are now Nazis. Anyway, um, Spivalda says a no contest plea is not an admission of guilt and that the pedophile's silence on the case was often read by the press as an admission of guilt. The pedophile did not, in fact, remain silent on the case. He told the Daily Wire last year that Maria was a Karen for tattling on him. Also in June, Sarah Bazin, a psychologist who co-founded Ethnic Studies Now Santa Barbara and once worked for a SBUSD contractor, penned an op-ed in the same newspaper stating that she witnessed the deep respect and appreciation students had for their then-pedophile teacher. These are dangerous times, the pro-pedophile activist wrote, especially for people of color. Legal attacks are a strategy to undermine the work of social justice. Maria said these articles written by individuals who claim to be defenders of women made her fear for her safety in the community. Maria said these people are really unhinged. When I saw those articles, I was scared for my safety. Bazin, an ethnic studies activist like the pedophile, has frequently opined on women's rights as well as racial equity. In 2018, after the pedophile had already been convicted of assaulting Maria, Bazin spoke at a school board meeting with the pedophile a few feet away in the front row to complain that assaulting women has become acceptable in society. Quote, as a therapist for many years and now as a supervisor at the county mental health clinic, I see the ravages among our young women who are being sexually harassed by our football players. I see how rape has become, rape culture has become common and almost acceptable. What are we doing about that? Ethnic studies encompasses protecting and learning about LGBT community racism and sexism. Maria believes the activist smear campaign against her aims to protect the reputation of the pro-pedophile Ethnic Studies Now, a pro-pedophile activist group with a chapter in Santa Barbara that aims to integrate ethnic studies into public school curriculums. The group also has a track record of associating with child abusers. The executive director of the group's Washington State chapter, for example, married a convicted child molester and moved her daughter in with him. Again, I am not being hyperbolic when I call these people pedophiles. They are literal pedophiles. The ones that are not literal pedophiles are pedophile enablers. Uh, Maria said it's a very tight-knit group dedicated to social justice. Where it goes wrong, it's we want by any means necessary. I honestly don't think it matters if it means inflicting harm on an innocent person. No, they like that. They want to do that. These are predators. I don't understand why I have to be villainized so they can feel better about their ideology. They're predators. This is what they do. They destroy people. They destroy innocent people. They are pure evil. We're dealing with a grave evil of our time. That's what it is. Maria said, to call me a liar makes them feel better because he can still continue to be part of that organization, when in reality they're giving a pedophile legitimate access to what they want, which is underage children. They know. They know he's a pedophile. They know he's a pedophile. This is all on purpose. She said the adults had successfully implanted their worldview into some of her peers. Maria said, there were people saying I was concocting this narrative to incarcerate a black man. 
There were black kids who were saying, I could put my hands on you and then I would be put in jail. Where did they get that narrative? Yeah, well, they should go to jail if they put their hands on you. That's amazing. Oh, you're, you want to lock up a black person for being violent against a woman? Oh, you're a racist. Okay, great. Racist. I'm fucking racist. No problem. <clears throat> Only the best people that I know are racist, so I don't know what to tell you. That's a, that's, a, that's a badge of honor at this point. Ethnic studies is based on the idea that one should take the side of the powerless and that some people inherently lack power because of their race. Yeah, but they don't, it, that, that's, they just say that shit. It's a power play. They don't actually believe it. In the classroom, it was the pedophile who had the power and Maria felt powerless. He had all the authority. I was scared to report it. I lost a lot of trust in authority figures because all those teachers who I thought so highly of weren't there to defend me. No, yeah, they're in on it. Numerous figures in the local education community have defended the pedophile, often invoking his race to claim that the convicted pervert, not the Hispanic teacher, is the victim. The pedophile's wife, Diane Fugino, a professor of ethnic studies at the University of California, Santa Barbara, wrote a letter to the Credentialing Commission saying she believes her husband is fit to be in the classroom and that he has addressed any shortcomings he may have had. Bazin wrote to the Credentialing Commission to say that the pedophile and myself worked side by side with the youth to support their efforts. You probably were holding them down while, they, while he was fucking them. Anyway, establishing an ethnic studies course as part of the high school graduation requirement. See, this is why every bit of commie ideology has to be completely removed from society, legally and humanely, and politically. Okay, ethnic studies has to go completely. It can't be anywhere. Okay, now I understand that that's impractical and it probably won't happen. I'm not delusional. I understand. I'm just saying that if you're asking me what I think needs to happen, it would be that. You know, how practical is it? I don't know. I think, I mean, I think you could pretty much, I think you could, I mean, you're already seeing it in some states. The thing that's not really practical is the complete removal. That's probably unlikely. But anyway, who knows? I think, I think really the, the best way to do it is if you somehow got control of the culture and then you made it, first of all, you need to bring back stigma you know, you have to make slut shaming great again. Uh, uh, you have to have stigma for out of wedlock pregnancies. Um, those th you, you just in a functioning society, you have to have those things. Okay, I understand that a lot of people are against those things because they think they're being nice because they don't want to be mean to people. And I understand, and they're they're coming from a good place. The problem is you have to have those things in place. Um, you cannot have incentivized like like a whoredom. I mean, that's crazy. Look, with all this shit with, with OnlyFans, there's too many whores. There's way too many whores. Um, and I don't mind there being some whores, okay? Um, but, you know, this is, uh, this is coming from a person who likes the atmosphere of going and eating dinner and having, you know, scantily clad women on poles, okay? But even I'm saying enough is enough. We have to go back, okay? Because even though... I like that atmosphere. I don't need it, okay? And it's really of minor importance, okay? So I don't really care what happens. They could get rid of it completely. If someone came in and they're like, we're closing all the strip clubs, I go, all right, well, hey, what are you going to do? The left went too far. Oh, well. who? Ca I mean, because who really cares? Like, does it, is, it, do you need that? No, you don't need it. It's just, no, it's just I have a preference of nudity when it comes to attractive women. Now, 
if a woman is like, well, I don't want to be naked. I want to be modest. I respect that too. I respect modesty. Just be what you truly are. Just if you're modest, be modest. And if you, if you want to dress like a whore, dress like a whore. But what makes it thrilling and naughty is if there is a stigma in society against it. Because right now, when you see a whore, it's eye-rollingly boring to see a whore. You see a girl on the internet with her tits out, that's a dime a dozen. It's not even a dime a dozen. It's a penny a dozen. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a, what, is there a lesser denomination than a penny? Whatever the fuck that is, peso? It's a peso a dozen, okay? There's no value to it. There's no anything to it. There's no salaciousness. There's no thrill. It's boring. It's boring. Okay? When society is staunchly anti-whore and women are afraid to be whores because of society, then when you see an actual whore, you're like, whoa, she doesn't give a shit. And there, that is, there we go. Now we're having fun. Okay? Anyway, whatever. We're probably never going back to the 50s. But like I said, if you're asking me what I think should happen, that's what I think should happen. It's too much. Anyway, so back to this article about the pedophile here. I don't even know how I got off track about all this. What, what were you? Yeah, where did I? I was going somewhere and I got off track. The eth Oh, yeah, this is why all the commie shit has to be removed. Um, so, yeah, ethnic studies, all this shit has to go. Uh, anyway, uh, Paul Spickard. <laughs> that's a great name. Paul Spickard. What are you kidding me? That's fucking hilarious. That's like Paul Negard. That's fucking phenomenal. A professor at UCSB who teaches black studies. Spickard teaches black studies. I would have thought that he would he would have taught Spanish studies. Man. Oh, man. Oh. Oh. Hey, what about David Whoppard? What, what studies does he teach? Italian? No, no. Uh. Nigerian. He's a Nigerian. Oh, I didn't know that. Oh, I guess that would be black studies. Oh, well, whatever. He wrote the, to the Credentialing Commission saying, I understand there's been some difficulty between Metef and the school district recently, perhaps generated by the unswerving advocacy for his students and for social justice. His fellow teachers reiterated, frankly, if you made the name Paul Spickard and put it on social media, you'd probably get banned. They'd probably be like, look at this shit poster. Look at this guy trying to be funny. Man. Anyway, his fellow teachers reiterated the belief that the pedophile was being targeted for his political activism. One teacher, S.A. Jordan, told the commission that the pedophile was a person who stood up for what is right. And unfortunately, our administration is not comfortable with teachers standing up and facing them. Another te teacher, Anthony Jackson, defended the pedophile even while acknowledging that he allegedly bit a female student's ear and touched her ass during hugs and was convicted of battery. Other incidents in the pedophile's disciplinary record include a time he dragged a boy out of the classroom for wearing a pro-Israel shirt, referred to a teenage student as his girlfriend, told a girl in his class she makes him forget he's married and making a sexual threat to a female student, telling her to stop talking or he'd have to show you what your mouth is for. It's a pedophile, literal pedophile. Asked about the legal settlements, the pedophile, who is from Bakersfield, California, but claims to be African and adopted the name of an Egyptian god, told the Daily Wire Hotep, oh, get out of here. He's probably a white guy. Get the fuck out of here with this bullshit. So, yeah, um, 
COVID is going to make a bit of a return. I don't know how much of a return. If you're in a blue area, it'll probably be more than others, uh, but you already have a um, preschool being shut down for 10 days because of COVID. You already have advocacy for masks, and now you have, and this, this is technically from 2022, but the ruling was recently, three school board members in Washington are ousted because they defied the mask mandate. So, so yeah, this is, this is no good. I don't, now, I don't know if these people were conservatives. They probably were halfway decent if they, uh, if they, uh, uh, they, yeah, they probably were, were conservative, but uh, yeah, they're, they're out because of the mask mandate. Anyway, well, hopefully uh, somehow conservatives can, I mean, in, a Washington, in Washington state, you probably have no shot, but uh, this is why you should just oust the commies from wherever they are. You don't need it. You don't you just, you just escort them out. If they can escort you out for not wearing a mask, you can escort them out for being a commie. Anyway. There was a report that came out, not surprising at all. D.C. authorities selectively enforced defacement rules against pro-life groups over eight commie BLM protesters. Um, oh, it wasn't a report. A court ruled this. A federal appeals court issued a free speech ruling on Tuesday stating Washington, D.C. selectively enforced defacement ordinances against pro-life advocates while allowing far-left protesters to graffiti Black Lives Matter messaging on city streets. We saw this. We knew this. It's, I'm glad they admitted it. Nothing will happen, though. Um, let's see. The Biden administration argues that the anti-censorship laws in Texas and Florida are a First Amendment violation. So only they get the First Amendment. We don't get the First Amendment. They have a First Amendment right to censor us. Amazing. Um, Scotland is going hard against free speech. You got this guy. This guy. Oh, yes. Yeah, this the guy. These fucking people who are running these countries are so thin-skinned. I believe this guy, this was wild. Um, let me try to remember. This was, a, uh, this was a, a while ago. I believe Lana from Red Ice made a video about this guy criticizing him. And he, like, he sicked his people on Red Ice and, like, there was like a whole now, now of course I believe that they're in America and uh, so there wasn't a whole lot they could do but it was like <laughs> they acted like it was in a, an international incident because these people in America criticized this fucking retard who was one of the worst leaders it, 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 this guy absolutely hates white people he absolutely hates white people and that's what they were talking about they're like yeah, this is kind of I'm, I'm paraphrasing they're like, yeah, it's kind of fucked up. This guy hates white people. And then they criticized him and they showed like past comments that he made, whatever. This guy, he's so thin-skinned, he freaked out. There was all this, you know, uh, like, oh, this is outrageous and it's hate and whatever. I, and, and now it, it seemed to have died down, but it made me wonder, like, shit's so crazy right now. Like, would they contact the American government and have them do something? I wouldn't be surprised. I would not be surprised. But anyway, you want to talk about a real bitch. Like earlier we were talking about real bitch people like Joe Biden. This motherfucker. Oh my God, this guy is a weak racist bitch. So let's talk about the weak racist bitch here. Scotland takes a further stance against free speech, vows to criminalize, oh, age-related hate. <laughs> Look, 
put all the groups in front of me. I don't care who it is. So now it's old people. Fuck old people. How about that? I'm going to say it. I mean, I don't, I don't, I, I like some old people. You could argue I'm an old person. But um, if you're going to tell me I can't insult old people, then I'm going to start making old people jokes, okay? And I hope if you're an old person, you also make jokes about old people to piss these people off. Because they're jokes. It's not serious, but they take it so serious. That's what makes it fun. After a move by the Scottish National Party, <laughs> this guy is the guy running Scotland. <laughs> You know, clown world is wild. What are you going to have? Shaka Zulu run England? Well, actually, what am I even talking about? You got a fucking terrorist as the mayor of London. So we're, we're just in. We're in it, it is clown world. You know, 10 years ago, I would have been like, oh, this is fun. And, and look, the thing is, is like 10 years ago or maybe 20 years ago, when you would have a guy like this run in Scotland, they wouldn't be so vehemently anti-white and filled with AIDS. So you would be like, well, why would I have an issue? The guy seems like a normal person. But now, these motherfuckers hate the citizens so much, they can't help it. And they just say wild shit. And, it's, and so when, when, they, when they hate you, it's, when a guy gets in the office in a country with a different race as the majority, well, I don't know if it's the majority anymore, but whatever. Uh, and, then, and then it comes out that the guy fucking hates those people. You see clearly why in this instance, I'm not going to say in all instances, although I understand why people argue in all instances, but you can at least see why in this particular in instance, race is an issue. The race of the leader is an issue. And it's an issue because he made it an issue, okay? So... It, now, like I said, first of all, each country, they should really decide who they want as the leader. And if a bunch of, and if a majority of people of the native population in Scotland say we want a Scottish guy, well, that's their decision. I've, and there's nothing wrong with that. And, and that's not racist because that's not even a real thing anymore. But a guy like this, I think, opens some people's eyes to the fact that, like in this instance, race does matter because he made it an issue. So it's a problem that this guy is not the race of the people who are his citizens because he hates them. He has racial hatred towards the people in the country that he's running. That's perverse. That should not be tolerated. That's insane. That's completely insane. Can you imagine, let's say I go into Japan and I somehow become the leader of Japan and then it turns out that I fucking hate the Japanese and I'm talking shit about that. That would be ridiculous. That would be completely ridiculous. So that's what's going on in Scotland. Crazy, man. They got these people. They just hate They just hate the native population. It's wild. And then the native population is told, oh, you need to tolerate this or you're racist. <laughs> nice try. That's, nice try. that's a nice try. <clears throat> it's like if you're you, 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 like a rapist is raping a woman. And the woman's like, stop it. And he's like, hey, you better like this. Otherwise, you're a bad person. Yeah, okay, nice try. After a move by the Scottish National Party, Scots are on the verge of encountering unprecedented censorship as the mere utterance of the term old may qualify as a criminal offense. They're trying to find any reason to lock you up, especially if you're white. Uh, this is yet another worrying outcome of the expansion of the nation's hate crime legal definition, part of total bitch Humza Yusuf's highly controversial hate crime and public order legislation. The new provision threatens to stifle freedom of speech, emboldening an ever-problematic climate of censorship 
even well-intentioned ribbing aimed towards the elderly or youthful individuals could lead to severe criminal repercussions, including jail time or heavy fines. Again, this is only going to apply to white people. Since its implementation, total bitch whore Yousef's legislation has added a series of aggravating factors for classifying offenses, such as prejudice based on disability, sexual orientation, and transgenderism. So if you say retard, uh, if you call someone a retard, uh, they're going to say you're, you're, you're being uh, ableist, right? But you can advocate for all Down syndrome people to be killed via abortion, and that's completely fine. That's, that's, that's the ideology. That's incredible. That's incredible. You tell a joke, and you're a horrible person, but you advocate for the murder of an entire group of people, and that's no problem. That's no problem. Oh, but they, the left, they really care about the downtrodden and the weak among us. Yeah, yeah, oh, really? Okay. In the latest twist, the legislation now overreaches to potentially criminalizing private conversations, invading the sanctity of an individual's home, with meaningful conversations being threatened and free speech hanging in the balance the Scottish government maintained that only threatening or abusive behavior would qualify as a breach of this provision. Bullshit. So yeah, you can't make fun of old people now. I guess you can't say, hey, you old geezer. By the way, someone was already arrested for that. Now, it wasn't in Scotland, I believe. I think it was in the UK. Uh, a guy was arrested because he called a tranny a geezer. Ridiculous. One more and then we'll get to some videos here. Dude, that's wild. You got these leaders that like they they I guess they have people scouring the internet for criticism. It's like if that would be like if Joe Biden what happened to Red Ice would be like if Joe Biden started talking about what I said 25 minutes ago about him being a bitch. That would be crazy. It's the president of the United States. Now, they have a larger channel than mine. But still, like, we're not talking about, like, you know, Stephen Crowder. Or, even if it was Stephen Crowder, that would be crazy. These are the leaders of countries. And now, on the one hand, it's scary. On the other hand, it is, it's really satisfying. Because you can poke their eye just sitting in your house. And you can call them a bitch, or it really was, it was more of just pointing out that he was anti. I don't think that, that's not their style. I, I, I don't believe they called him a bitch, but they just, they had a, a long form video about how the guy was clearly anti white, and then they would just show the evidence, and he's clearly anti white. And uh, he did not like that. <laughs> that's, I think we're going to see more of that kind of shit because whether you're a small content creator, whether you're a large one, whether you're a shit poster on Twitter, like we're all a threat to them because you don't have to have a large following for a couple of people to read your tweet and laugh while you're mocking the leader. You know, people, it's just people see things and they're like, oh, I didn't know. Oh, like how many people watch that video? And they're like, oh, I didn't know that guy was such a fucking racist. Okay, now they know. It's, it's, it's very effective when you're like, you're making an allegation, hey, this guy hates white people, and then you're running clips of the guy and the shit he says, there's a whole thing where he like went on a diatribe for like 10 minutes about how it, it like, there's too many white people in Scotland? <laughs> really? Oh, next thing you're going to tell me is a lot of Chinese people in China. I can't believe it.
Hey, do you believe all these Italians in Italy? Ugh, it's unbelievable. Oh, last one. We'll get to some videos here. This, I, I, this was interesting. There was a study on Gab, and they said Gab is less polarized and more open to the exchange of opinions. And what was interesting about this is that, like, the people that did the study, they actually, it, it's like halfway decent. A big name social media platform, as big name social media platforms like Facebook continue down the path of heavy censorship, alternative platforms like Gab are emerging as global crusaders of free speech. A recent revelation from academic research has thrust the impact of these varying paths into a new light, forcing a rethink of long held misconceptions regarding Gab. The results trace back to a study recently published at the University of Naples, Italy. Oh, the based Italians. Is that what, what? Okay, hey, very good. Where a comparison was drawn between the discourse platforms offered by Gab and Facebook on issues uh, wandering from vaccines to the ongoing COVID pandemic. Oh, you could, I mean, look, as far as political speech, I am not aware of Torba censoring any political speech. If you have an example, let me know. There have been a couple instances where people were not happy with how quickly he turned over information to law enforcement one time. There are people that criticize him about not allowing porn. My position on that is porn's everywhere. I give zero fucks. And I just, like I said, look, if you're like a big titty anime artist, I hear you. I hear you. I absolutely hear you. Okay. It's free expression. It is legally free expression. So... You know, I, I hear you. I personally don't give a fucking shit. Uh, so it is what it is. Because it's everywhere. I mean, it is everywhere. You just can't, it's just, anyway. And like for me to be like, there's too much porn. Like we're just, this is not, this is just no good. It's just too much. Anyway. Um, and like on Twitter, can we at least... And I'm not even, look, I'm not talking about like naked women. I've talked about this before. You know, I'll go through my feed and then all of a sudden there'll be like a naked woman. I like that. I'm like, oh, you know, you're like, I'm like reading about politics and I'm like, oh, they just indicted Trump. And then all of a sudden I'm looking at like a great rack and I'm like, oh, that's fantastic. You know, because it's not like being like like 20, because, you know, when you're 20 and you see a great rack, you're 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 you know, you're going to be distracted for about 10 to 15 minutes. But, you know, you get an extra eight seconds when you're older. So I'm able to be like, that's a great rack. And then I move on and I'm like, oh, look at this good post by sticks, you know, like whatever. So I'm not even opposed to naked women being in my feed. What I'm opposed to is when you click on the hashtags, whatever the popular hashtags are, okay? What I'm opposed to is you're, you're looking through stuff and all of a sudden you're just seeing like penetration, some chicks getting fucking railed. And like, you know, at nine o'clock in the morning, it's a little too early for that, okay? It's just a little too early for that. Uh, or unexpected cocks, there's people that are just pulling their cocks out. You know, it could be, and by the way, it can be any hashtag. The hashtag could be Pokemon, okay? And some faggot will pull his cock out and type, hey, look at my Pokemon, hashtag Pokemon. Is there not at least, maybe there's something on my end. I haven't looked through the settings in a while. Like I don't have settings on autoplay. Um, but uh, is there like a, is there like an anti-cock setting? I would like to petition Elon Musk to put an anti-cock setting on Twitter, please. Okay, just, you know, I, I, 
if we can make it where like the gore videos don't automatically play, because sometimes it's a little too early for that, I'm not generally a fan. Um, then I think isn't there something? Can't you do a cock filter, Elon? Anyway, whatever. Back to this. Despite conventional media's relentless portrayal of Gab as a podium for extremist views due to its lack of censorship, the study unraveled that Gab is blooming into an unexpected arena for productive societal discourse. Well, Gab, it, it, when you have social media sites that don't censor, you are in control of what you want to see. So these people, for example, when these people talk about that they don't like that there's people on Gab that criticize Jews in Israel, you have to look for that. I mean, once in a while, something will, will pop up, but like you, you have to, if that's what you want in your feed, then, then you, you have to do that. If you want firearm discussion, you have to seek that out. So a lot of this bullshit where they act like you're being bombarded with quote unquote anti-Semitism, it's these journalists looking, like for example, they'll, like on Twitter, when the noticing was trending, they will click on the noticing and they will read all of the posts. Well, of course, there's people memeing about the Jews under that hashtag. Okay, and they act like that's the entire site. That's not the entire site. You could, if you're looking, if you're like a sports card person and you're not a political person, your feed's gonna be filled with sports cards. So it's all bullshit. It's just that they make up bullshit to try to censor. Anyway, um, the microcosm of Gab revealed lesser polarization and broader receptiveness towards diverse viewpoints compared to Facebook. Yeah, because everyone is allowed to say what they want and people are treated like adults. While Facebook encourages passive consumption of homogenized views, Gab brings to light a palette of varied perspectives, transforming into a space to share and discuss diverse and intricate worldviews. Yeah, ad adults having conversations, and not everyone, but that's the thing. You're going to have all sorts of people on social media, and it, you're an adult. So if someone makes a sarcastic comment that you don't like, you do have the option to ignore it. You don't have to go to war with the person. You can if you want to, but you don't have to. You can just go, oh, well, uh, whatever. Also, Twitter is... It, it, Twitter is, I, I don't know, it's just, it's geared towards quick, sarcastic comments. It like, it's just, it's just the nature of the platform. I don't know why that is. So you just, that's just it, it's part of it. There's always going to be people. Someone made a good comment a while ago that they're like, uh, if you post on Twitter, you like pancakes, someone's going to be like, so what do you hate waffles? You know, that, and that's what it is. And who cares? Who cares? Who cares if the guy is being sarcastic about pancakes? Who cares? Waffle guy can suck a dick. Waffles are good. Man, I just had great pancakes at Cracker Barrel. Holy shit. Cracker Barrel is usually good, but I don't know what the hell they were doing today. Fucking ridiculous. Anyway. Um, contrary to researchers' initial hypothesis that Gab was to mirror radical, sectarian, or conspiratorial behavior, they found that platform contrarily encouraged well-structured and impactful dialogue. Facebook, traditionally envisioned as a connector between friends and families, has morphed into a distribution channel for regime propaganda throughout the course of the pandemic. A fundamental revelation from the study lies in the integral role free speech plays in enhancing the quality of dialogue. Gab's commitment to preserving the integrity of all views, however contentious, contributes to its potential to host fruitful discussions. It becomes a strong counterpoint to Facebook's censored approach probably soon to be Twitter's censored approach. 
wherein stifled discussions and suppressed dissenting views inadvertently inflame polarization. This study propels a significant question in the digital realm, questioning whether platforms prioritizing free speech might actually result in positive and productive discourse. Well, they don't want that. They want obedience to the bullshit narrative. They don't want people talking. Evidently, Gav's insistence on unhindered sharing of ideas cultivates the opportunity for users to drive discussions challenging their own understanding and contributing to wider comprehension of multifaceted issues. Yeah, good for Gav. And good for these people that did the study. They decided to be honest. Imagine academics being somewhat honest. Wow, that's a unicorn. That's a unicorn. All right. I'm surprised they didn't end the study and just write, you have to trans the kids. That's what I would expect from academics nowadays. All right, let's get to some videos here. Um, which one was that? Oh, we did that, right? Okay. Um, so <laughs> this is incredible. And by the way, <clears throat> um, the bearded homosexual is, is, is in for David Pakman. I guess David is having an extended bathhouse stay or something. And TYT, there's no TYT videos. I can check real quick. I don't know what the hell's going on at TYT, but it doesn't seem like they're doing their show. Or maybe, I don't know, maybe I'm missing something. I don't know. And it's Tuesday, right? So let, let me, maybe, hold on a second. Let me check. 79 people watching TYT right now. Okay, they did upload new videos. Bill Maher, Match Slap. Yeah, I don't know. This is... Yeah, I, I don't... Oh, Trump indicted. All right, so, the, okay, I guess we can... We'll, we'll watch the Trump indicted. Uh, I guess, you know what? I guess they're uploading later. Or maybe I'm on a different schedule. I don't know what... Oh, I'm doing it every day. That's why. It's, on, it's me. Yeah, right, right, right. Okay, that's why. Normally, when I go through TYT's channel, it, it's two days of videos. Okay, anyway, whatever. <laughs> no, Anyway, Trump indicted for Georgia election interference. Let's have a look here. In a sweeping nearly 100-page indictment, former President Donald Trump, the leading candidate for the 2024 Republican nomination, was indicted today for trying to overturn his loss to Joe Biden in Georgia in the last election, a state Trump lost to Joe Biden by just under 12,000 votes. Former President Donald Trump, along with 18 of his allies, you know, the lawyers and all the cronies surrounding him, have been indicted in the state of Georgia over their efforts to overturn. By the way, I've said this many times, never forget. Now, some of these people, this doesn't even apply to because they've already advocated for our deaths when it comes to saying that we should be kicked out of hospitals because we're unvaccinated. So obviously, I would say never forget that. But... Um, never forget the people that have gone along with this. Even, even if I gave you Trump and I said, it's fine if they go along with Trump being indicted over bullshit. That's not my position, but let's just say for the sake of argument, I gave you Trump. And I said, Trump's a powerful person. He's rich. He can deal, he's a, he, he can deal with it on his own. Okay, I'm telling you, they're all going to go along with all the other people being indicted over bullshit. So right now we are witnessing... The uh, leftist media go along with it as their political opponents are rounded up, literally rounded up and put in jail. We're in the roundup phase now. So never forget, if we ever get out of this, never forget who went along with it. They should never be able to live that down. Now, now with some of these people, particularly like the Young Turks, there's a long list of things that they should never be able to live down. 
uh, vaccine misinformation, coercing people into taking the most dangerous vaccine in history, advocating uh, um, for us to, again to be kicked out of the hospitals, defending the, the murderer of Jay Bishop. There's a long list and the list is getting longer. Just never forget. Trump's loss in that very state. Now, as expected, Fulton County District Attorney Fonnie Willis is using racketeering charges, also known as RICO charges, of course, which is normally associated with mobsters, which is why RICO makes a lot of sense in this context. No, but seriously, it's to accuse Trump and his cronies of being part of a criminal enterprise to keep him in power. So let's go through the details of this indictment, now the fourth indictment against Donald Trump. The defendants include, of course, Donald Trump, but also White House Chief of Staff Mark Meadows, who we haven't really heard much from in recent months. Trump attorney and former New York Mayor Rudy Giuliani is also one of the- By the way, real quick on Rumble, Impulsive Critter, thank you very much, it's very generous of you, says, I know everyone here isn't with me, but I'm all in on Kennedy 2024. No one can fight the deep state like him. It's an Odyssey Iliad level epic of avenging his father and destroying the CIA. Yeah, so yeah, I, I, would, I would think I, there are some people, there are some viewers that are on board with Kennedy. Um, some people are on board with Kennedy as a VP. I, I will say this, I think that like, I understand the strategy of people who want Trump to pick Kennedy as VP. There is a strategy there. I personally want Kerry Lake, um, and uh, but I get the strategy. My concern with Kennedy would be that he would draw uh, uh, Trump to the left, and I don't want Trump to, to be drawn to the left. There is an argument about getting the normie independent voter and some Democrats with Kennedy, and, and it, it's a valid argument. Strategically, it's a valid argument. Ideologically, politically, that's a whole other thing, but strategy-wise, it is. I, I will acknowledge it is a valid argument in my opinion. Um, look, I would love to see Kennedy do as much damage to uh, Joe Biden politically as possible. Um, and look, if if uh, he if Trump chose Kennedy, because th no matter what, they're going to screw Kennedy. Like I don't think Kennedy has a shot against Biden because they're going to just they're going to they're going to do everything they can, including locking him up too, to stop him from beating Joe Biden or who, Gavin Newsom or whoever it is. But that what that robbing him is going to piss off Demo some Democrat voters who you could argue if Trump chooses him as VP would then vote for that ticket. And, and you know, it's not, it's not a bad argument. Um, not what I want to personally see, but I, but I get it. But, uh, but yeah, I would prefer him as VP than like Nikki Haley or Tim Scott or any of these rhinos. I think, I think that, it, and I tell you, it would be a way for Trump like if Trump's going to not talk about the vaccine anymore and he's going to bring in Kennedy, that's a gesture, I think, that he's like kind of he'll never admit it. And and you can criticize him for that. He'll never admit he was wrong about the vaccine. Um, but but if you bring in Kennedy and you don't talk about it anymore, you're basically saying, look, you know, sorry, I got that one wrong. That, that's how I would view it. OK, other people want him probably to specifically say those things. And that's fine. He, he, he teaches them. Um, but uh, yeah, no, I, I hear you. I hear you. Um, I just wish he wasn't shit 
on on you know some areas. Now some of the areas that he was shit on, he's he's seems to have gotten better. Like he does seem like he used to be crazy on climate change, and 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 uh, but now he is arguing that climate change is being used by the globalists to try to control everybody. Now that's true. So you know, is it is this like a Jimmy Dore situation, right? Jimmy Dore. Uh, used to be uh, on the left on some things. Uh, I still I don't cons- I don't think he's on the right, but they can- but, but they throw him on the right. Okay, like I don't think Jimmy Dore is a conservative. They call him that. I think that's ridiculous. Anyone halfway sane they call uh, uh, a conservative. But there's there are positions Jimmy has now that I would argue are factually correct compared to his previous positions, which I would have argued were factually incorrect. So if it's like that, and and or you could argue this with Vivek, people are always bringing up old tweets from Vivek that are the complete opposite of what he's saying now. Now, is it a politician being a politician? Very possible. Or is it a person who realized that they were wrong and now they're on the right side of it and now they're advocating for the right side? If you're doing it legitimately and you're advocating for the right side, I'm on board. But, you know, that has to play out. These people have to show their true colors if they're ever given an opportunity. So we'll see. But, uh, but yeah, he is, I think Kennedy is a, an anti-establishment candidate, and they hate him, and, and they would do, I think they would give him the Trump treatment if he became like a, like a, like a serious threat. I think they would, they would do similar, not at the level that they do Trump, of course. But I think they would do similar things. So yeah, it's it, it's it's going to be very interesting to see what happens with him. Uh, individuals named in the indictment. You have Trump administration Justice Department official Jeffrey Clark, who of course advanced the then president's efforts to undo his election loss in Georgia. You have lawyers John Eastman, Sidney Powell, Kenneth Cheesebro. And um, you also have Ellis, she's also named uh, in this indictment. Now, the charging document accuses the former president, his former chief of staff, that's Mark Meadows, uh, Trump's attorneys, and the ex-New York mayor, Rudy Giuliani, uh, of being members of a criminal organization and enterprise (laughs) that operated in Georgia and other states. The nearly 100-page indictment details dozens of acts by Trump or his allies to undo his defeat, including beseeching Georgia's Republican Secretary of State to find enough votes for him to win the battleground state, harassing an election worker who faced false claims of fraud. They were not false claims. They're talking about the fat pig. And attempting to persuade Georgia lawmakers to ignore the will of voters and appoint a new slate of electoral college electors favorable to Trump. So we'll go through all of those accusations one by one in just a moment. But first, and you're going to lie about them, of course. Why don't we go to the video of uh, Prosecutor Fonnie Willis giving a press conference to elaborate on this indictment just last night? As you examine the indictment, <laughs> you will see. Bro, they put these, they put, it, commies are fascinating. They put literal retards in positions of power and then have them just arrest their political opponents. And they get up there and they're like, yabba-dabba-doo, ba da ba dee It's like unbelievable. Acts oh that are identified God. as overt acts and those that are identified as predicate acts. Sometimes called acts of racketeering activity. 
Overt acts are not. You gotta watch out for those overt acts. You gotta. Hey, hey, duck, an overt acts is coming for your head. You better watch out. Necessarily crimes under Georgia law in isolation, but are alleged to be acts taken in furtherance <laughs> of the conspiracy. Many occurred in Georgia, and some occurred in other jurisdictions and are included because the grand jury believes they were part of the illegal effort to overturn the results of Georgia's 2020 presidential election. The acts identified as predicate acts or acts of racketeering activity are crimes that are alleged to have been committed in furtherance of the criminal enterprise. So these were charges that we were expecting her to announce in the beginning of September. Obviously, we aren't there yet, but she apparently feels that she has strong enough a case to announce these charges and present the indictment a little earlier. And and this. So let me guess, Cenk's going to be like, all right, this is the one. This is the one. He's we got him. He's in trouble. This is important, Cenk, because as we've talked about before, when it comes to federal charges. Should Trump get elected, there is some chance that he'd be able to pardon himself. That's not the case when it comes to the state level uh, indictment. Yeah, but even in that instance, if he wins, what are you going to do? You're going to extradite the president of the United States to go to the state prison in Georgia? <laughs> so that includes the uh, yeah. fraud in financial records. Uh, that's the case in New York uh, that Alvin Bragg is presenting. And then here we have the Georgia case involving his meddling in the 2020 presidential election. Yeah. So I want to explain, you're probably hearing RICO statute a lot. And obviously, this is part of what they're charging here. So what does that mean? Well, all it means is, look, if you're in working together with a number of people, two or more, towards a certain objective, and you're committing different crimes in service of that objective, then you're triggering the RICO statute. So there are parts of this indictment that the right wingers have reacted to in hilarious ways, where they explain like, here's what Trump did next, and here's what the other person did, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And they're like, oh, do you think it's criminal now to watch cable news or something? No, guys, they're just explaining the case, what happened, right? Not yeah, and they're saying they furthered the crime by recommending people watch a show. That's retarded. Every part of the 98 pages is criminal. And people have made a good analogy here. Again, each of those that they have pointing out specifically says it was in furtherance of the crime or the scheme or whatever wording they used. They're saying like, if you go to buy a ski mask, that's not illegal. But if you do it in service of a crime that you're gonna commit with other people to rob a bank, okay, then- uh, Yeah, retard, there's no crime here. They explain in the indictment that you got the ski mask in furtherance of that. Yes, but again, the activity that they were doing was completely protected political speech and action. And credit to Michael Tracy, who's been a curmudgeon. Am I using that word correctly? A curmudgeon is a person that disagrees just to disagree. Uh, I think on the election stuff, that's my read. But you know what? This is the thing. I don't really care about disagreement. I, like he didn't lie in those videos. He just explained away anything that people presented to him. And that's to me, it's like, I don't agree with him. And I rolled my eyes and I was like, come on, Michael. But like, I don't really care about that. Like if you're not lying, if you're not wasting my time, if you're not, uh, then I don't really care. 
And in other areas, he's really good, okay? So he, he did very well in that interview with the two retards, uh, Crystal and uh, Kyle. And, uh, and, I, and, and I, apparently there's more to it because they cut, cut off the, maybe I'll have to look for the full, uh, I don't know how much longer they went. The video was about a half hour. But good for Tracy. He's also been very good uh, on Twitter related to this shit, calling out uh, bullshit. So good for him. The ski, buying the ski mask is not the illegal part. The bank robbery is the illegal there part. There is no bank robbery, dummy. Part. And if you have That's the point. A number of people working together and they did several different acts to get to the bank robbery. But there's no bank robbery. Then that and and some of those were illegal. They went and uh, purchased an illegal gun. They, they again, again, where in the indictment does it say they purchased an illegal gun? Of course, it was Hunter, if it was Hunter Biden purchasing the illegal gun, you would defend it. They stole a car, etc. That becomes then a good place to use a RICO statute to bring all those defendants through all those different crimes to the same objective. I mean, the way they're abusing the RICO statutes here, and I'm, I'm not being hyperbolic, it will allow them, if this is successful and this is the precedent, it will allow them to start mass arresting people for sharing memes on the internet. In this case, the objective is stealing the election. And so she's doing something really interesting here, the opposite of what Jack Smith did. She's charging all 19 co-conspirators at the same time and trying them at the same time. Whereas Jack Smith had six unindicted co-conspirators with Donald Trump, but he is trying Trump only, mm -hmm. then moving on to the other guys. And it'll be really interesting to see which strategy is better from a, a legal perspective of, of how it comes out in the courtroom, right? Is the 19 co-defendants going to bog down that trial in Georgia? Is it going to take longer because of the? Is it going to be a mess because of the 19 mm. co-defendants? Right? Is Jack Smith going to move faster, or does the 19 co-defendants help because then Rudy, Mark Meadows, and all these other guys? And you know, look, what Rudy Giuliani, and Mark Meadows are interesting national characters. But there's in that 19, there's a whole bunch of rando little fish. And you like all of those people being arrested because you're a piece of shit. Okay. And and they and none of them have morals, and like ah, the guy that defends pedophiles is talking about other people's morals. Fascinating. Lee Powell, for example, has admitted, yeah, I was making this stuff up, right? And in in other court cases, mm. so is uh, she, bullshit. Is she gonna sit there and go, oh, I'll take the fall for the big guy, or is she at some point gonna pull the shoot? And remember, prosecutors always give the better deal to the guys who go first, right? You might know the answer to this question. I'm not entirely sure. So would it be a defense for Donald Trump to essentially throw all these people around him under a bus and allege that he genuinely believed that the election was stolen from him as a result of the lies that were being told by the Sidney Powells, the John Eastmans, the you know yeah. all of these people. What, what lie did John Eastman tell? John Eastman had a legal theory. You can disagree with the legal theory, but having a legal theory, not a crime. Would that be a defense? Yeah, so that's a great question. And that's why uh, Fannie Willis charging all 19 at the same time becomes even more interesting. Because it forces Trump to say, it wasn't me, it was them, mm -hmm. okay? And then, well, what is Rudy and John Eastman and all those guys gonna do? The naturalist needs to go, no, it was him. Right, and then we've got a really interesting scenario. Whereas in the Jack Smith case, they might want to avoid prosecution later, etc. 
But here we're gonna, gonna get, have a completely different dynamic. Now as to whether it's a defense to say, well, my lawyer said it was okay. First of all, definitely not a defense. Not just that, but that, see, because I'm curious if there's going to be an effort by Donald Trump and his lawyers to allege that Trump genuinely thought that there was widespread voter fraud. Now, I, obviously you and I think that's- mm. I mean, it doesn't matter, it just doesn't matter. It's not illegal either way, it just doesn't matter. Ridiculous mm. considering the fact that there were multiple recounts. In Again, it's, it's just incredible that they lie their asses off in the information age where people who look into this shit and cover it understand that a recount is different than a signature audit where you're matching signatures, which is what people wanted. I don't give a fucking shit about a goddamn recount. Who cares about a recount when you're, re when you're recounting the same fraudulent ballots? That's a waste of goddamn time. I want a signature audit, you dumb whore. Okay, now I don't know if she knows that, maybe she doesn't know that, because again, leftists do not look into the subjects that they cover. But they do this a lot where they conflate a recount with, a, with a, an audit which are two different things. Recounting the same ballots is a waste of time. That doesn't do anything. In the state of Georgia alone, there were dozens of court cases, more than 60 in which- Again, all of those were dismissed on standing. They refused to go over any of the evidence. And it's an interesting trick when they won't even consider the evidence and then they go, oh, hey, where's the evidence? You don't have any evidence. And you go, no, it's right here. We have all these people that are willing to testify. They've signed affidavits. We have videos here. We have this there. And then they are like, well, you don't have standing. And then they pretend that means you didn't have any evidence. Very devious dishonesty from these people. Trump lost, failed to prove that there was any, uh, even a little shred of, of voter fraud. Um, you know, you have Trump- Again, that's not what the, they, they were kicked out on standing. Appointed judges who ruled against him in those dozens of cases. Yeah, irrelevant. So, it doesn't matter who appointed them. If they're corrupt, they're corrupt. Like, it's ridiculous to us. But because well, you're retards, of course it's ridiculous to you. You're partisan retards. You go along with anything the regime does. When the regime, when the regime promotes <clears throat> pedophile transsexual strip shows for children, you defend it. You will defend anything that they do. But I am curious, right? Like, because as I read the details, yes, Trump engaged in some behavior here, which we're gonna go through, but an argument could be made, right, that he engaged in this behavior because he genuinely thought that the election was stolen from him. And would that defense work? No, absolutely not. So let me explain two different parts of it. First of all, that's why Jack Smith in the federal case about the same situation about stealing the election has presented all this evidence or has all this evidence that we now have seen some of, which shows that no, Trump definitely knew. Okay, so that's why they want to knock out that that possibility altogether. That it confuses the jury, so they have witnesses, documents, etc., showing that Trump knew that he had lost the election. Now, let's get beyond that and say that somehow they can't prove that, and Trump proves, oh, I really thought that I had won the election. Does that allow him to break into a voting machine in Georgia? Again, retard, Donald Trump did not break into a voting machine. You're just making stuff up. No. Does that allow him uh, to get fake electors? Again, not a real thing that was made up by Rachel Maddow. They're not fake electors. To sign 
fake document. Again, not a fake document. Saying he won, even if he thought he won. No, you still can't get fake electors. Again, not a real thing. Right. To commit fraud. Not fraud. Uh, Etc. It doesn't matter. It is a constitutional process. It's been done before. Or how justified you think you are, those are significant crimes. No, they're not. They are literally not crimes. Literally not crimes. So let's go through the accusations here. What Trump's part in all of this was in, in the various like uh, actions that were taken following the 2020 presidential election. And then we can discuss uh, how strong the case is, okay? So I wanna start off with something that we've shown you and had you listen to many, many times. And that is the phone call that Donald Trump made. Uh, he called Brad Raffensperger, the Secretary of State of Georgia, and asked for something very specific. This is definitely part of the investigation and the case. Let's listen. So, look, all I- So they do this all the time, they take 10 seconds of a 45 minute conversation where Trump went over and his people went over tens of thousands of examples of fraudulent ballots. And after all that, he said, look, we've given you like 80,000 and all I need is 11,000. That's the, that's the context of the statement. What I wanna do is this, I just wanna find uh, 11,780 votes which is one more than we have because we won the state which is one more than we have like yeah. I, that last part i think is super relevant because he's like listen well again you're isolating it and now you're completely changing the context i just need you to find me enough votes to just beat biden by one vote right yeah look guys i i gotta say this so maga muddies the waters with nonsense think uh, also known as actual context. Think about it if, if it happened to you, right? So if I thought I won the election, would I go and call the Georgia uh, Secretary, Secretary of State? A, in the beginning, or I would. For, I wouldn't personally call him, but I would ask for a recount, no question. Nothing wrong with that. I they don't need a recount. They need only the legal ballots to count, dummy. Ask for a hand recount, nothing wrong. They don't need that. That does not help. Fraudulent ballots were used. Those should not have been counted. That was the point of the entire conversation. Wrong with that. Now, let's say that you got on the phone with them. It's already a bad idea, but okay, you're on the phone. What with do you mean? It's a totally normal thing to get on the phone with them. What are you talking about? What I would say to them is, look, brother, I think I won the election. But it's your job to determine that, right? So what I, all I'm asking you to do is put in maximum effort to find all the correct votes. That's literally what he did. What a fucking idiot this guy is, unbelievable. Mm. I would never say, find me enough votes to win, I need to win by one. That's not what he said, you're changing what he said. That's saying, I don't care who won. Again, you are completely changing what he said. And I don't want you to do your job of finding all the correct votes. See, if I was him, I would have emphasized to no end. He, again, see, he, he, I think he might know. She doesn't do any preparation, so she probably doesn't know. He is indicating that he does know exactly what went on in this call. Because that is literally what Trump did. That they, that's the whole purpose of the call was to explain all of the different illegal ballots that should not have counted in all these different categories, dead people, people out of state, all, all of them. Um, that is literally what Trump did. Unbelievable. What a gaslighting baboon this fucker is. Don't worry about who won. Just find out if there was fraud, if there was no fraud, 
The election stolen or not stolen. Literally what he, the whole purpose of the conversation. And who got more votes? But do not be shy about it and fight as hard as you can to find all the correct votes. So dumb baboon Chank is now arguing that he agrees with Trump, basically. Unbelievable. If he had said that, he liter that's literally the purpose of the call. No case at all. That's him. Okay, so Chank Uger just said there's no case. What, how do you, this is left wing news analysis. It is fascinating to watch. Wow. Fighting uh, to get the guy to count correctly, but he didn't say that. Right. He said, find me 11,700, after he checked his nose, 780 votes. More one more than I need. I mean, yeah. you're, you're. That's what I'm telling so you guys. The most underrated thing about him is how unintelligent he is. He uh, yeah, you you just you just basically destroyed your whole case. And Trump's the dummy. Amazing. He just handed a prosecutor. You just admitted that basically what Trump did makes it where they have no case, and you're calling another person an idiot. That's fascinating. They're a perfect piece of evidence for this case. So there's more tied to that phone call and his interactions with Brad Raffensperger. The indictment also charges Trump with making false statements and writings for a series of claims he made to Raffensperger and other state election officials, including that up to 300,000 ballots were dropped mysteriously into the rolls in the 2020 election, and that more than 4,500 people voted who weren't on the registration list, and that a Fulton County election worker, we've talked about this before, uh, her name is Ruby Freeman, was a professional vote scammer. Yeah. One man- All true, I mean, the numbers might not be exact, but he's, he's, he, he's about right. And by the name of Stephen Cliffgard, uh, Stephen Cliffgard Lee was charged for allegedly traveling to Freeman's home with intent to influence her testimony. Uh, Freeman and her daughter Shay Moss uh, testified to Congress last year about how Trump and his allies latched onto surveillance footage from November of 2020 to accuse both women of committing voter fraud. Allegations that were quickly debunked. Whore, when were they quickly debunked? Who debunked them? Tim Poole? What are you kidding me? That video has never been debunked. No one has ever explained why it's 100% uh, legitimate. No one has ever explained that. Yet spread widely across conservative media. Of course. So that, so that part of- The debunked thing is like the no evidence thing. There'll be like an overwhelming amount of evidence. They'll say there's no evidence. You'll have a video catching them red-handed and they'll be like, oh, that's just been debunked, but they don't actually debunk it. You know, the false statements to Brad Raffensperger, how much of that was Trump just hatching up nonsense? How much of it was uh, the result of Trump's allies feeding him garbage and him buying into it because he didn't want to accept defeat? All of that will be worked out through this trial, right? But we already know uh, so much of the evidence is public yeah. and there are, uh, in, uh, there are there's evidence that Trump absolutely knew. And he wasn't like this innocent, gullible guy who's like, oh, golly, gee, I wonder who won. I can't tell at all. And then these evil Rudy Giuliani and Sidney Powell come in and go, oh, I'm your lawyer and I say you won. Donald, I'm gonna trick you into, uh, come on, guys. <laughs> you know how Donald Trump works. He's like, find me the votes. But again, Trump is not arguing. Uh, that he knew the election was legit. You've not proven that at all. You're just claiming it. I don't 
okay, okay, I'm gonna win. And then he would get rid of every lawyer who told him, no, you didn't win. And when Pence said, you didn't win and I'm not gonna cheat on your behalf. <laughs> okay, I, I, show me that quote. You're just making up quotes now. According to his chief of staff, he didn't mind if Pence got murdered. Mark Again, totally made up, completely made up. Meadows, chief yeah. of staff. By the way, Mark Meadows is trying to move the Fulton County uh, case, the indictment that we're talking about right now, to federal court. That just broke. There are no other details about yeah, it. Yeah, well, remember what I said yesterday. I think Mark Meadows is going to testify against Donald Trump. I think he's working with the federal government. That's why he's trying to move it to federal court. And so he's he's the one guy that Jack Smith did not indict, went in, obviously he was the chief of staff and very much involved in all these machinations. So if he didn't get indicted, likely he's a cooperating witness. So that's why Meadows is basically saying to Willis in, in Georgia, no, 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 you're not getting it. Ixnay on the indictment A, I'm working with Smith A. Again, totally made up, no evidence. Okay. All right, so let's get to That's some- That's my of, speculation, by the way, that is not news yet. Right, exactly, literally the story just broke, so we yeah. don't have any additional details on it at the moment. But- no, That hasn't stopped you from making up stuff in the past. Um, I wanna move on to some of the other accusations because the phone call to Raffensperger is just one part of it. The other part of it that I think is worth doing a, a deeper dive into is the Coffee County voting machines. So Coffee County- This is an amazing one. The officials in Coffee County invited Trump's people to inspect the machines, and now they're claiming that that was illegal. And they're not, and so they're, so you get, the officials say, yeah, come check out the machines, and now you're being arrested for accepting the invitation. Hilarious. A heavily Republican rural part of Georgia, overwhelmingly supportive of Donald Trump, which is why it's strange that uh, Trump's Allies decided to essentially- Yeah, strange, it was for no reason at all. Essentially breach uh, the voting machine. Yeah, it wasn't like there were a bunch of uh, ballots that wouldn't go through for some strange reason. And then, you know, miraculously, and I believe this was Coffee County, miraculously they called up Dominion and then suddenly they worked. After being told there's no way to communicate with these machines via the internet, and they, they just magically started working for no reason at all. It's not like someone went in there over the internet and changed the settings or anything like that. <laughs> it's impossible. <laughs> and illegally obtain voters' information. Amazing. Um, so I want to give you the now, details. When Democrats do this, 100% legal. When Republicans do it, it's illegal on that real quick. Amazing. So the indictment also accuses uh, Sidney Powell uh, and several co-defendants of tampering with voting machines in Coffee County, Georgia and stealing data belonging to Dominion voting systems. According to evidence made public by the Congressional Committee investigating the January 6th riot, Trump allies targeted Coffee County in search of evidence to back their theories of widespread <laughs> voter fraud, allegedly copying data and software. And we do have video showing you uh, what that scene looked like. Let's take a quick look at the newly obtained surveillance video shows a Republican county official and a team of operatives working for Trump attorney Sidney Powell inside a restricted area of the local elections office in Coffee County, Georgia. Among now, when Mark Elias does shit like this, totally fine. No problem at all. But Trump's lawyers? Oh, that's illegal. Kathy Latham, a former GOP chairwoman of Coffee County, who is under criminal investigation for posing as a fake elector in 2020. 
Latham previously claimed she was not personally involved in the breach, but the video appears to... The breach. Hilarious. ...undercut that claim, showing her inside as a team of Republican operatives work on computers near election equipment and proceed to access voting data. Scott Hall, an Atlanta bail bondsman and Fulton County Republican poll watcher, is one of the people who spent hours inside the restricted area and in audio obtained by CNN, Hall later described what he did. I'm the guy that chartered the jet to go down to Coffee County to have them inspect all of those computers, and I've heard zero. Okay. Hmm. I went down there, we scanned every freaking ballot. So, my question to you, first mm -hmm. of all, the breach itself. The breach. Is These people are unbelievable illegal so uh no it's not it's not even a breach this is fucking ridiculous this is no different than anything a democrat has ever done when they've when they've fought uh, elections i think the elias elias is the dnc lawyer i think it was um idaho i forget i'll have to find out idaho iowa wherever and he made the exact same arguments related to the voting machines uh, those individuals need to face charges for it, and they are facing charges for it. The other thing is, as far as I see at the moment, it's kind of unclear whether uh, Trump specifically uh, engaged in that, like if he was part of that plan to breach those machines. So that needs breach. to be proven through this trial it. if they're I going to it. implicate Trump in this element Amazing. of the indictment. The other thing is, look, just playing devil's advocate. When Democrats do it, they're defending democracy. When Republicans do it, oh, they're breaching the voting machines. We're, they're not allowed to look at anything at all. Would you breach the voting machines <laughs> if you- The propaganda phrase of the day is breach. You genuinely did not believe that there was voter fraud taking place. Yeah, so, okay, there's two interesting points there. Number one, Anna's totally right. Uh, Trump's connection to breaking into the voting machines breaking in has not been established publicly yet. So we'll see if she's got the goods on that. And I genuinely don't know. Okay. And partly because of what Anna is saying, which is the logic of it is why would Trump bother to breach machines when he knows he didn't freaking win? And maybe he thought it would breach the machines and we jerry rig it to make it. Oh, seem like now, yeah, let's just make stuff up. Now we're jerry rigging. Like it was rigged. Right, right. And so that's entirely rating. possible. Yeah. So let's let's see if there's they've got evidence of that. Oh yeah. And then why did they choose Coffee County? It's already a heavily Trump area. I mean, this is a very unlikely place for Biden to do cheating. It's because they had access, access. to it, mm -hmm. right? They they can't can't go down in the middle of Atlanta and go, hey, let me breach the voting systems here and give me one of your machines. It's not going to work. They go down to Coffee County and that clown ass lady goes, oh yeah yeah, come on in. And she goes in with them. And says I wasn't there. Look, I know that in the political world for MAGA, there is no reality. But in the real world, there is a reality. Yeah, okay, baboon. So when you show up on a tape, we all can see you. Yeah, when there's no crime being committed, the tape is uneventful. Right? Right, also, so, but, but let's keep it real. So Coffee County uses the Dominion voting machines, right? Yeah. And the area overwhelmingly supported Donald Trump. So am I to believe that the voting machines worked perfectly fine in Coffee County, but in the areas of Georgia where Biden won over Trump, they somehow malfunctioned and gave Biden an edge? Yeah, it, that's part of why they would go into Coffee County. Bird, bird face, how else do you think it would work? What other way could it work? <laughs> how else 
would it work? Let's check the machines because if you were going to Amazing. actually cheat, you would Democrats when they run the 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 voting place, the machines malfunction for the Republicans. So when Republicans are running a place like Coffee County, they work. Uh, it, it's like unbelievable, these people. Wouldn't just cheat in the areas that are, uh, you know, more likely to vote for you. You cheat more broadly. You take oh a couple God. of votes from each place, etc. Presumably, I don't no. know. I'm not in the cheating business like the Republicans are. There's specific corrupt counties. Anyways, okay. <laughs> like, but phone. by the way, let's also note they tried it in a small town, and found. What are you talking about? Found out. Okay. What did they try? <laughs> so, and Coffee County is very small. But look, if for the MAGA guys. If you're like, oh, they're just inspecting the machine. Oh, so you don't mind? Do you mind if Democrats then breach all of these? They, first of all, retard, it's not breaching. Democrats have done this before. This is standard operating procedure. Okay, so the again, again, you are pretending a non-crime is a crime. I don't have a choice of whether or not, from a legal standpoint, Democrats can do this. They can do it. It's legal. Okay, so... There's, again, there's no crime here. Secure areas in the voting uh, booths in the next imagine? election. Can you guys imagine? They're just inspecting the machine, so I'm sure you don't mind Biden and his team doing it. Right? No. Right? By the way, there's no choice in the matter. If Democrats did that, we'd be the first. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. This is like a, a, a Bukaki whore who's like a veteran. We're talking like 15-year Bukaki whore veteran. Because you think the amount of semen this woman has seen is like incredible, right? This is like a 15-year bukkake whore saying, guys, listen, listen. If I saw semen, I'd be the first one to tell you. I have not seen any semen at all. And if I did, I'd be the first one to tell you. Oh, and cocks, I haven't seen any cocks. There is no cocks. But, the, but I tell you, I would be the first one to tell you if there were cocks ridiculous gaslighting ridiculous gaslighting to cover it and condemn them for doing well, what why would you condemn them that doesn't even make any sense oh my god doing it because oh my god it matters more than gross partisan politics Our you could not be grosser or democracy oh you mean your rule that's what that means commie and saving and protecting our electoral process. That's what people are allowed to inspect. I'm telling you, they're going to arrest the Antrim County report guy. They're going to claim he breached because if if it's illegal to breach, he's he's there. Well, was yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the Wisconsin's got it. That was Antrim County is Wisconsin or Michigan. I forget if it's in Michigan, he's definitely going to be arrested. I wouldn't be surprised if he already was arrested. If it's Wisconsin, I believe you have a, yeah, you have a commie uh, governor in Wisconsin. They're probably going to arrest that guy. They're going to be like, well, he breached. Un Notice though, when the report came out, no one was screaming from the rooftops, oh, they breached. They're going to probably arrest the Arizona audit people. They're going to say they breached the voting machines. This is insanity. This is insanity. Way more important to me than any Democrat. Oh, bullshit. You're a fucking whore. You do as you're told. And I, I love this. Oh, we're the new, we're new and improved young Turks. Get out of here. And you know, anything else. Bullshit. What a liar. This is the face of a liar. A bird-faced liar.
that's happening right now in the world of partisan politics. Bullshit. But I gotta, I gotta give you one more detail, Jenk, because there is one slim piece of evidence that we know about so far tying Donald Trump to the Coffee County incident. The <laughs> incident. Uh, so CNN <laughs> reported that last year, a former Trump official testified under oath to the House. Uh, January 6th select committee that plans to access voting systems in Georgia were discussed in meetings at the White House, including during an Oval Office meeting on December 18th of 2020. That So from here on in, Republicans are not allowed to audit or analyze voting machines ever again. That's, that's the standard that they're trying to set. Democrats can do anything that they want. But Republicans, you're not even allowed to look into it. There's, you're just not, you're, you're second class citizens and you have no rights now. Unbelievable. Included Trump. I wonder if he'll do the defense of, yeah, but that document was longer than two pages and didn't have my name on it or pictures. So obviously I didn't read it. Mm. <laughs> Usually. No, so we'll see. We'll see what kind of evidence they have about that meeting and whether Trump participated. It's in the Oval Office, presumably. And how much did he participate? Did he order them to break into the machine? Did he not? Again, this is what they do. They come up with these phrases. They make it sound nefarious. And now we're in the stage where people are being indicted over propaganda phrases. Incredible. No, or is this the answer somewhere in the middle? Guys, another reason why this trial is so important is that it is... You're going to have Republican, not Democrats, Republican after Republican after yeah, Republican. And they're in on it. Republican testifying against Donald Good, Trump. Good, fuck them. They're in on it. And they're going to say, hey, I've been a lifelong Republican. I did this, this. Yeah, and, and they that. suck and they're full of hates. This. And they have no credibility. Here's how much I despise the Democrats. Ratzenberger has absolutely no credibility whatsoever. Democrats, here's the, um, et cetera. But I believe in the United States Constitution and they wanted me to cheat and I wouldn't Again, cheat. Again, bullshit, and it's not cheating at all. It's standard procedure. You might lose in court, you know, you could lose in court, but it's a standard this is standard procedure. I look, my spidey sense says that that we've reached a tipping point. And I Okay, that's great news cuz he's always wrong. I know that again, mainstream media said that from day 1. They thought the walls were- And you, you were right along there with them, greasy baboon. You are no different than corporate media, not even a little bit. Closing in when there were no walls to begin with. You constantly were talking about the walls closing in. But now, four indictments in, and this is a stunning fact. Now, yeah, this is the one. Uh, he now faces, uh, I think, 93 counts. Uh, over the four cases, just make it a fagillion counts. Mind fagillion is even more than a gorillion. Did you know that? That's a hell of a number. Those are real numbers. Nine hundred. Don't question the Holocaust. In twelve years behind bars. I mean, come on. Okay, so look, he's likely not going to spend one day behind bars. Best case scenario is house arrest at Mar-a-Lago, but this is a stunning number of crimes to commit. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I know they all think, oh no, no, this is because he's being targeted and persecuted. And it's a brilliant trick uh, on his part to say like, oh, of course, that everything I do wrong doesn't count because well, the bad guys are coming to get me, right? But in reality- You are the bad guys. You're the worst guys. You're the worst guys. I mean, I'm sure if you went through the entire history of the human race, you could find a few groups of people worse than these people, but they're pretty bad. These people are pretty bad. Lee Maggot, you picked a clown who loaded all of these different guns and handed it to your enemies, not just his enemies, but your enemies. 
And he's like, okay, I'm gonna break this crime. I'm gonna take home top secret nuclear documents. Again, that's totally made up. You're still pretending he took home top secret nuclear documents. For no goddamn reason. Here's a loaded gun, take it. More importantly, he just refused to give them back. When Again, he, he is allowed to have them retard. He had ample opportunities to do so. Why not give it back, you moron of morons? Because he's allowed to have them. You would have gotten away with it completely if you just gave it back. Bullshit. If I was MAGA. They are indicting him over anything that they can. And they don't actually have anything, which is fascinating. I would be livid with how stupid he is. Because he's your leader and, and he set you guys up to fail. Now, even if he wins the primary, and he's still in great shape to win the primary. Man, this is devastating stuff. You just lost a giant chunk of independence. Are you sure about that? Where's the evidence of that? And also, you're telling me the independence, if, if milk is $12 a gallon, they're gonna, they're gonna put this over their wallet? I find that hard to believe. This isn't around the edges now, this is a tsunami. And you could deny reality all you want like that lady in the voting area. The guy that thinks men can give birth to babies is talking about other people denying reality. Okay, but at the end of the day, numbers are numbers and these are real. What, where, what, I, I'm, did I miss the polling that this is hurting Trump? Did I miss that? Has Rich Barris recanted? Rich Barris is the best pollster in the country. Uh, and, and I believe he's called total bullshit on this because he actually does polling. Okay, so if now if I missed it, let me know because I want to be accurate. And when independence, you could beat Joe Biden. So you claim to have polling data for independence based on an indictment that just happened a few hours ago when this video took place. Where is that? Do any of you know? I think he's making it up. So easy if you ask me, and I know that the right wingers agree, right? But the one guy who's going to blow it for you is Donald Trump true and it's all his fault thanks for watching the what a retard all right let me read some of these super chats we're taking him through entropy link in the description we're also taking him through Streamlabs. link in the description and we're also taking rumble rants on rumble also we're trying to get to 125 total subscribers between subscribe star rumble and the soft gentleman's bathhouse we're about 16 or 17 away from that when we hit that goal uh, the soft gentleman within a, a two-week deadline from hitting that goal uh, will release a book to the audience for free called What a Bigot Would Say. The soft gentleman is my twin, totally real, homosexual, excuse me, rapidly homosexual twin leftist brother. He will release this book to the audience for free via PDF. It will talk about how to be a good leftist, what things to never say, uh, 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 also, we will solicit the audience for uh, topics as well, and uh, quotes and a foreword and all those things. People can vote on the foreword they like the best, or maybe we'll put all of them in. I don't know. It really depends how many we get. If we get like two forewords, we'll probably put them both in, because like well, there's no rules. I, I don't. Is 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 it like against the rules to have two forewords? I don't know. You know, if there's like 15 forewords, then we'll have to pick a couple. Although, really, you could just put a, the rest of them in the back. It would just pad the book. I mean, I, anyway, whatever. But anyway, we're going to solicit the audience for a bunch of that stuff. After it's released to the audience, we're going to then try to get it published on Amazon in the diversity, equity, and inclusion phase. 
which will then, I think, if, if we get published, if this happens and we get published, then I think it would be time for the soft gentleman to have a presence on Twitter to obviously advocate for and promote his book and maybe, maybe try to shill it on left-wing channels. Hmm, interesting. Anyway, if that interests you, check out subscribestar.com slash hard-bastard, link in the description. Or if you go to Rumble and if you click the red subscribe button in the chat, or when the soft gentleman is streaming, if you click the join button, uh, next soft gentleman stream is next Tuesday. Or no, no, wait, Tuesday. I think, am I, I, hmm. <clears throat> at, uh, at the latest next Thursday will be the next soft gentleman stream. It depends on, I forget what I'm getting in on Tuesday. Not that that would matter because we're completely two different people. We're gonna do a regular stream in the evening. I just, I'm not sure if I, uh, okay, anyway, whatever. <coughs> but you can go to the soft gentleman YouTube channel and click join to join his bathhouse. Okay. Let's go here. Let's, one second. Let me bring up uh, Entropy. All right. We have two Supernova One says, Imagine losing ground in polling to a guy who's busy eating. Also, friendly reminder that the homosexual drag queen promised to delete his social media accounts if DeSantis didn't get the nomination. That's true. So, yeah, yeah. Chris Christie is busy eating, and definitely don't call Chris Christie a fat pig. Um, yes, homosexual drag queen Bill Mitchell, and it's really important. Uh, Bill Mitchell wants to make sure that you know to not call him a homosexual drag queen. Okay. Anyway, homosexual drag queen Bill Mitchell did say a while ago that if DeSantis doesn't win, he's deleting all his social media. Bill Mitchell says a lot of things and doesn't follow up. Apparently, he fundraised a lot of money to build like a studio or something and then just decided to not do that. And he took the money to like move. And like, look, if you fundraise money to move and then you move, whatever, that's fine. If your audience wants to support you in that. But you got to do the thing that you fundraised over. Otherwise, that's bullshit. So anyway, fascinating. Very fascinating. Uh, and it's also interesting. Jenna Ellis, right? So she joined the DeSantis team and whatever, you can join whatever political team you want. But the thing is, she was in this, she was doing this narrative with the DeSantis shills, like Pedro Gonzalez, who, man, I, I thought he was like based. I was completely wrong about Pedro Gonzalez. He's horrible. He's horrible. Um, and, uh, but anyway, <clears throat> so uh, he, uh, he and Jenna and the other shills were, uh, complaining, they had this media narrative that Trump was a scammer and that he should go to prison because he's using uh, money that he fundraises to pay for his legal defense. Well, today, when it turned out that Jenna Ellis was indicted, now they're criticizing Trump for not helping her with that very same money pay for her defense. <laughs> That's satisfying. That's pretty fucking satisfying. That is satisfying. So, oh, baby. And I'm not saying you deserve that because you decided to go with DeSantis. You should be able to go with whoever you want. But when you make up bullshit and advocate for legal issues for a person, and then you make the claim that he now owes it to you to pay for your legal, I thought it was a crime for him to pay for legal defenses. Now that you need money, it's not illegal anymore? Oh, Mm, that's pretty good. Oh, that's a good one. 
All right, let's see here. Streamlabs for the 15th. We got S <clears throat> SIID04643EF says, <clears throat> love your show, HB. Keep up the great work. Don't stop fighting the good fight. Trump 2024. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. Uh, I don't know why it gave that. Uh, I don't know what that is. It didn't, it didn't actually have a name. But anyway, thank you. Thank you, viewer. Sincerely appreciate that. And yeah, I, uh, we're going to keep doing this. And if the election is rigged, we're going to still do news. And then we will uh, figure out something else to cover other than politics, because uh, it would be pointless. But we'll still cover news. There's, there's a lot of news. There's probably people that are like, good, fuck this shit. <laughs> Big Chris says, I disagree. They'll be able to pull it off if it's real. I'm talking bodies and condemned buildings, bro. Is that, uh, is that the, what you're talking about the election? They'll be able to pull off the, uh, the, the steal. It's, I mean, it's possible they pull it off. I, I just don't see how, so you, you're basically saying they'll like kill a whole bunch of Trump supporters before, or maybe they'll do like terrorist attacks at polling places to try to scare people from voting. I mean, I wouldn't put any of that past them. But you know, I'm the, I just I have to see it. I gotta see the I gotta see it, and then I'll go. Oh shit! I can't. Yeah, they, okay. But uh, yeah, hopefully that doesn't happen. Silky Johnson says I heard from a very credible source that one time Trump shorted his postage by two cents. Give him the electric chair. I want Trump to get one billion years. And I'm quoting: the media and Dems are making Trump into a real ass nigga. Whitey trying to keep his black ass down. There is some talk. I'm seeing some interviews, and interviews are anecdotes, of course. I don't know what the polling is. I do know from 2016 to 2020, Trump did uh, increase his support among the black community, not at the level uh, in the Hispanic community, but it was an increase. It was definitely an increase. Um, there is talk that uh, this criminalizing of Trump is going to increase his support among black people. We will see. I think it's possible. Um, but, you know, I don't know. But that's being talked about. That would be a hell of a thing. Um, so Johnson says, HB, looking at pictures of ass Willis, I'm wondering if she's related to that chimp from 2009, the one that escaped its owner's home and ripped a woman's face and hands off. Ass has the same temperament as a wild chimp. Maybe cousins or the chimp is her dad. I don't know. It's very possible. You know, anything's possible. We're in clown world. Yeah. From what I understand, that chimp was given, um, like, uh, some, uh, was it antipsychotics or something? It was under the influence of something, and that's why. Of course, I would, I would not get near a chimp, but there are a lot of people that do, and... Uh, so I don't know. My impression is that chimp got a got a bad rap. I mean, he did do that. He did rip her face off, but it was like he was uh, like overly medicated or something. I don't know if that's true. I've I've re I've read that. Um, you wonder with some of these animals, do they get a bad rap? Like the pit bulls. Um, is it just, do they have a bad reputation or are they a real dang? I don't know the answer to that. I'm not going to pretend to know the answer to that. There does seem to be a lot of pit bull attacks though. So who knows? I've been, I have been reading a little bit about dogs. I've been kicking around the idea of getting a dog. I'm, I'm still leaning against it just because of the waking up early to take the dog to shit. Like that's just like, oh my God, are you kidding me? 
Um, but uh, yeah, I've been reading about Dobermans that apparently, I, I like the look of Dobermans, and I, from what I understand, that's like the deal, because they look scary, but they're more bark than bite. Um, and I think, uh, who, who were the ones that, I think the, uh, I think based on, like I was uh, a, a vicious but loyal dog that will fuck someone up uh, if they break in, I believe, is it the German Shepherds are the are the ones that are probably the best? I forget. I but I I read a lot of good stuff about German Shepherds. And uh, interesting. Anyway, yeah, Dobermans look scary though. Aren't the demon dogs from Resident Evil zombie Dobermans? Apparently, you're not supposed to cut the ears to make them stick up. I don't know if any of that's true, but I wouldn't really give a shit. I just you know. Um, okay, now we have Silky Johnson says, So now they're trying to criminalize or embarrass kids that speak out against pedo filth? Yes. How do we, the people, not round up the public servants that allow such mockery of law and march them to the gallows in the middle of the town in Minecraft or in Red Dead Redemption? You know, I, I played that game, and the whole time I was waiting for... The, there was supposed to be a stranger event where you're supposed to save a whore from being hung. I never got it. I never got it. I got all of the... I think I did all of the stranger events. The ghost one was awesome. Because I had no idea it was coming. So I'm like riding through the swamp and I hear this woman. And it's like, you know, 3 o'clock in the morning. It's very atmospheric. That game is amazing. That was awesome. Anyway. Uh, yeah, I never got the, uh, the, the, uh, the hanging whore. I probably would have saved her. Although it depends. You know, it, depends. it just really depends on the mood I'm in. I'm a pretty trifling Red Dead player. I like to be on red. You know, like you can either be on white or red as far as your morals. I like to go as far red as... It's a video game. You might as well be uh, do things that you would never do in real life. So yeah, I kill a lot of people because it's, it's fun. Especially when you're at the lake and you or the ocean. Is it an ocean or lake? You can like lasso the people and you can like drag them through the water and then like leave them in the water and then just pull them out. It's amazing. Anyway, um, now we have, uh, oh, ladies and gentlemen, it is time for another installment of Turd Talk. Hey, everybody. I'd like to start by telling you a little bit about myself today. My real name is Carl, but everyone who knows me just calls me the Turd Man. What people may not realize is that being the turd man is not always an easy job. One of the services that the turd man offers are emergency intervention services. This can be highly stressful and dangerous work, folks. Why, just the other day I got a call from an elderly gentleman. This gentleman had forgotten to flush. And when he came back later in the day, his turd had barricaded himself in the toilet bowl. And to make matters worse, the turd had used dark turd magic to cement the flusher handle in place. This gentleman was unable to open the toilet bowl lid or flush the toilet. He was truly freaked out, so we decided to call in a professional. Well, when I got there, the turd was screaming at the top of his lungs, No, I don't want to go. I'm too young to die. You can't flush me. No. 
I tried to calm the turd down and I explained to the turd that none of us live forever. As I was talking, I quietly applied some dissolvent to free up the toilet bowl handle and just when the turd least expected it, I flushed his smelly brown ass right down the crapper. The gentleman thanked me profusely, saying that he was genuinely in fear of his life and in the future he would always flush turds the right way. Wow. That's incredible. What an incredible installment of turd talk. If you would have told me that today you would be talking about someone reasoning with a turd, I would have, uh, I would have, wouldn't have believed, well, I would have believed you. I would have been like, oh, that must be a turd talk. Super chat. <laughs> Man, so that's a hell of a thing. I didn't know that uh, if you have like a hostage situation with a turd that you can try to talk it down. You can try to talk some sense into that turd. That's a hell of a thing right there. All right. Thank you, turd talk. Appreciate that one. Basinski says, in six months, can you imagine if you are a first-time viewer and you tune in halfway through that? <laughs> that is go. And the sad part about that is you'll never, like, I'll never see that. I can only envision it, but we could never witness it. We'll never be able to witness that. Man, that's a shame. I really wish that that could be witnessed. Oh, wouldn't, can you imagine? Oh my God, that would be fucking hilarious. <laughs> and like the way, the way my show on YouTube is titled, it's just the date. And, and people, I have had people find it. I'm buried, make no mistake. I'm shadow banned to hell on YouTube, on Rumble at least. There's a title, and and I get it, you know, a turn every so often in the in the section, the news section, which I appreciate. Um, now, of course, that also people, you know, would come in expecting, like, I guess, a news show, and it is a kind of a news show. I mean, we do cover news, but man, you just click on on YouTube on this stream that has a date on it, and they're in the middle of turd talk. Oh boy. Anyway, okay. How about uh, let's see. Bazinski says, in six months of government, Lula managed to create a diesel shortage. There's videos popping up of a shit ton of, of trucks halted at a standstill due to a lack of fuel. Going to go tomorrow to the supermarket, stock up on rice and beans. It's going to get ugly. Venezuela, yeah, probably is going to get ugly. Yeah, these commies, man, they cheat their way in the office and then they just destroy everything. It's just, it's terrible. Upstairs Nigar says, HB, eyes a bee backs in mind's place. I've got to read it exactly as it's written. This is how it's written. Eyes a done rented out mys a big black cock to a strip mine. They needed something that could pierce the earth. E-A-R-F. With ease, mind's cock can withstand 7 million atmospheres of pressure. Since Isaac be home, you want to oils my cock with me? Uh, no, no, that would be a, a negative. Even, uh, even though I am however thousand miles away from uh, uh, your apartment. But uh, yeah, that's going to be a negative. Good luck with your cock, though. Horatio Nelson, completely apolitical podcast. Who are these podcasts? Trash TYT today on a broadcaster segment 
for having zero arguments and Shank being wasted. Good for them. By the way, Stuttering John was streaming today and got seven pizza deliveries. Oh my God. Those damn trolls, they're at my door. Good for them. I've seen, um, I've seen clips from who are these podcasts uh, or who is, I, whatever the name of the show is. Um, it was quite a few months ago, but yeah, they were like ripping uh, John Melendez, Stuttering John, who's just like a, a literal retard that got famous for being a retard on the Howard Stern show. But he's not likable. Like, I found Beetlejuice likable. That guy is entertaining. Elliot Offen is entertaining. Um, but John, John was, I think, likable when he was during the Stern days. Not, not 100%, but like early on. And, and I always liked Morton Downey Jr. But I thought Stuttering John got the best of Morton Downey Jr. And he, he caused Morton Downey Jr. to lose his cool. So that was a win for John. But that Stuttering John is dead. This, this guy, this guy's he's fucking retarded. Um, yeah, Morton Downey. And he also faked a hate crime, Morton Downey Jr. That's, that's, you, you get negative points for that. Even though you had what I think is the greatest show ever. The greatest talk show ever, in my opinion was the Morton Downey Jr. show, but he did go out like a bitch. Actually, I, I, he, maybe, maybe that's too strong because, no, there was actually, there was a rehabilitation. It was a, it was, you, you, I wouldn't blame you if you missed it. And we're talking, what is this, 80 years ago? Jesus Christ. I wouldn't blame you if you missed it. But he did have a kind of a rehabilitation tour on like, Channel 48, at least where I was, it was Channel 48. And he, he, and he had another show. So he like fell from grace. He faked the hate crime. And he went away for a while. But then he came back with a show that was much more tame. And then I think, uh, I think he was like regretful for what he did. If I'm remembering the story correctly. So I'll say if you, if you apologized and were regretful, if I'm getting that right. If he never apologized, I'll, I'll retract. It's been a while since I went over that. but um, So I won't say he went out like a bitch, but it's a bitch move to fake a hate crime. That's no good. Anyway, one day, <clears throat> we're going to bring that show back. Uh, let's see. Horatio Nelson says... Uh, oh, I read that one. Okay, cool. All right. So now Pac-Man, uh, like I said, he, he has some sort of uh, bathhouse convention or something. I don't know what it is, but you got this bearded uh, faggot who is uh, sitting in from him. Uh, and you guys be like, well, that's harsh. What do you call a person like that? This guy wishes death upon Trump supporters. What am I supposed to do? I think, I think I'm being nice compared to someone that wants me dead and all I'm doing is verbally insulting you. I think that's pretty. That's a good deal. I think I could be harsher. Anyway, James Delamore is his name. He didn't like the fact that Trump came out and gave his best wishes to the people in Maui. I guess he prefers Joe Biden just ignoring them and smirking. It's like crazy. The other story related to Donald Trump, well, the other, there's so many these days. The other story related to Donald Trump involves the Maui fire. This horrific, now I believe historically damaging fire in Hawaii. 
where 99, as the time of this recording, 99 people have lost their lives. Oh, by the way, thank you, Persian Cucumber, for the thumbs up on Rumble. Super chat, appreciate that. In this natural disaster. This, this climate change-induced natural disaster. Again, zero evidence this is climate change-induced. Totally made up. And Donald Trump, being the, the great and noble man that he is, took it upon himself to make this a political moment. But it's not just Donald Trump who did that. It is also... You are literally making it political by pretending that this is climate change. Judge Jeanine Pirro... Over oh, entropy's down. I'll, I'll put it back up. ...on Fox News, who just wonders out loud whether or not the Democrats are going to be punished by the people of Hawaii because Joe Biden, I guess... Here, well, because he's not helping, is Donald Trump's message on his little truth social social media network, um, making it political and also you're literally making it political, expressing his deep condolences because he cares so much about everybody. Watch this by the tragedy of the wildfires in Maui, something the likes of which have seldom been seen anywhere at any time. The death caused by this catastrophic event will be far worse than ever expected now that houses and cars and other areas are being inspected. The sad thing is it should never have happened. Our government was not prepared. And very importantly, the aftermath is going very poorly with the governor of the island wanting to do nothing but blame it on global warming and other things that just happened to pop into his head. When asked about it today, as he was getting into a car, perhaps coming home from the beach, where he has been spending a great deal of time, crooked horrible and unacceptable. So you edited it? It is a disgraceful thing that Joe Biden refuses to help or comment on the tragedy. It's true. He did. He refused to comment. He, he literally said no comment. Maui just as he refused to help or comment on the train derailment in East Palestine, Ohio, for a very, very long time. 100% accurate. That's a lot of nonsense. No, it isn't. It's completely accurate. It should have never happened. Absolutely right, ex-President Trump. You're absolutely right. It shouldn't have happened. But it have, have, shouldn't ha should have never have happened doesn't have any, any correlation to whether the government was prepared or not. What are you talking about? That would be a key factor. If they were prepared, there would be a lot less damage. And the likely or possibly maybe coming from the beach that he's offering no solutions, the governor of Hawaii, other than blaming it on- Well, the, the, the Hawaii guy was like, oh, we're gonna like uh, buy some of the property or whatever. Global warming. Glo blame it on climate change. <coughs> the media, let's go to CBS News. This headline from CBS News. How did the Ma Maui fire start? I'll be back what in we a know minute. about the cause of the Lahaina blades. Much of Hawaii was under a red flag warning for fire risk when the wildfires broke out, but the exact cause of the blaze is still unknown. Quote, we don't know what actually ignited the fires, but we were made aware in advance by the National Weather Service that we were in a red flag situation. So that's dry conditions for a long time. So the fuel, the trees and everything was dry. Major General 
Kenneth Hara, Commander General of the Hawaii Army National Guard, said at a briefing Wednesday. That, along with low humidity and high winds, set the conditions for the wildfires, he said. Now, I guess it's 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 a little silly of me to expect Republicans to adhere to facts and science and research and data and that which is provable because they never do. They never do. Here's Janine Pirro on her little Fox News show, The Five, waxing um, philosophical, just asking questions about whether or not it's going to hurt the Democrats while nearly 100 people, maybe more than 100 people, uh, when this video posts, uh, maybe more than 100 people have died. They've lost their homes. They've lost everything. They've lost pets. They've lost property. It is a tragedy, and they are making it political. Watch Janine Pirro be about as ghoulish as one can be while reporting, quote-unquote, air quotes here, reporting on what is taking place. Hawaii. And so I kind of picked up what, what Trump did when he was president. He visited Texas during Hurricane Harvey, Florida, Hurricane Irma, Puerto Rico, Hurricane Maria, uh, North Carolina, South Carolina, Hurricane Florida, uh, Florence, Georgia and Florida, Michael, Alabama, Tornet. It goes on and on. This is what presidents are supposed to do. They're supposed to give you a sense that we're in control. We're going to take care of this. And then when they interview the people who are in uh, on the island, they say, we haven't heard anything from the federal government. Nothing. Nothing. We're only getting help from the local agencies who are helping us out. Let me tell you something. I'm curious to see whether or not Hawaii goes Democrat in 2024. Wouldn't you, wouldn't you, like, uh, wouldn't you like to see Kamala Harris down there on instinct instead of yeah, talking about Yeah, she could do something other than laugh. Right. Uh, go down there and roll up her sleeves. Exclamation. Again, Fox News never won to let the facts get in the way or procedures or government laws or how things work. That a, a, once a declaration of emergency has been declared, a governor has to be requesting help from the federal government because of our 10th Amendment that any power not specifically granted to the federal government or specifically not granted to the states is for the states. As much as Republicans talk all the time about an invasion... What would it be like if the if the federal government just marched right in and, and run roughshod over state officials? They would lose their collective mind. Yeah, now you're not. Yeah, so it's 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 good that Joe Biden didn't help. It's a good thing, guys. It's a good thing. And it is a little a little short sighted. Some would say rich of John Pirro. Now, when Trump immediately sent aid to Puerto Rico or whatever, if you might recall. Oh, he didn't do all that. Well, he 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 passed the paper towels like a basketball. To sit there and list off the hurricanes and the disasters and the fires that Donald Trump went to after the fact, as though that's a a metric for a good leader. Because if you it is a metric for a good leader. It's it used to be standard practice. Remember, and I think everyone remembers just how well he treated Puerto Rico. Treated he like treated Puerto Rico fine, and he criticized the corrupt public officials in Puerto Rico. Like it was a, a three-ring circus carnival act. A ring no, toss. that's what the media did. Tossing paper towels to people. Oh, my God, he brought up the paper towels. Are you kidding me? These people are unbelievable. 
who are in desperate need. Oh my God. Oh my God. And he's running video of it. Amazing. So, okay. So if you're keeping score, bringing supplies to people in need is a bad thing. Um, so Trump was wrong to do this because he shot the paper towel like a basketball. And he's so Trump is evil for helping them and bringing supplies. Joe Biden is good and righteous for not helping them at all. Amazing. Donald Trump telling the people of Puerto Rico, yeah, well, we're here for you, but you really threw my budget out of whack. I hate to tell you, Puerto Rico, but you've thrown our budget a little out of whack. And in that same How dare you tell a joke? Moment, telling the crowd, telling Puerto Rico on live TV that, uh, well, you know, it would be, uh, uh, if this was a real tragedy, if this was, you know, a tragedy, a real one like Katrina, blah, blah, blah. Because we've spent a lot of money on Puerto Rico, and that's fine. We've saved a lot of lives. If you look at the... Uh, every death is a horror, but if you look at a real catastrophe like Katrina, we know how Donald Trump handled. Right. So bringing supplies uh, and uh, telling jokes and comparing it to Katrina uh, uh, compared to not doing anything at all. It's righteous and good to not do anything at all. Amazing. Forest fires, even. Blaming it on raking up the forest floors. That's, yeah, that's a key part of it. Blaming Gavin Newsom for the fire. Yeah, because the policy is shit. Saying that he was going to withhold aid to the states that were blue states, enemy states. So for Republicans to be so short-sighted and so myopic about what it takes to take care of all of us in the country. Every state, red or blue, is just disgusting. I guarantee you this guy has advocated for blue states to shut off any sort of help to red states. Par for the course. Again, standard operating procedure for Republicans. What a bitch. That guy's a real bitch. All right. Lindsey Graham threatens Democrats over Trump's charges. I guess they're going to arrest him, too. Welcome back to the David Pakman Show. I am your loyal guest host, Luke Beasley. If Luke Beasley ate Farron Cousins, I guess I'd be Luke Beasley. Actually, my name is Jesse Dollimore, as you may well know. I host a YouTube show called the AIDS. Dollimore Daily right on YouTube. You can find me there. I would also, if you're uh, into that sort of thing, you can find me on social media. I am on uh, Twitter, threads, TikTok, Instagram, at Dollamore is where you can find me. Let's, let's get into this today. Look, there are a number of Republicans who show nothing but obsequiousness to Donald Trump, who will at any cost, to any, any cost to their reputation or credibility, defend Donald Trump in the face of multiple indictments. Now, yet another indictment, they're continuing to debase themselves. Lindsey Graham may be, if not the worst, absolutely one of the worst. And he was on with uh, Pete Hegseth, the guy who before the pandemic said that germs aren't real because he doesn't see them. 
And that's why he doesn't wash his hands. Oh, yeah. I'm sure that wasn't a joke. Fox, knows, Fox News knows how to pick him. So Lindsey Graham goes on with Pete Hegseth of Fox News, and they are whining about the impending indictment of Donald Trump. And Lindsey Graham poses a series of questions related to what's next? Are we just going to let any county prosecutor prosecute the former president of the United States? Really, really going at it. And then he devolves, as you would, as one would expect, into threat-making territory. He also makes a bunch of assertions about the, the liberalness, if that's a word, the liberalness of Fulton County, Georgia. It, it is a remarkable sight to behold, and lucky for you and for me and the rest of the world, we have it on video for posterity's sake. Here is sycophantic bootlicker of Donald Trump, Lindsey Graham. Uh, Senator, you probably can't see it. We're looking live outside the Atlanta courthouse. Um, it's, it's historic any time a former president were to be indicted. Now it's the fourth time, this time over contesting the election in 2020. Talk to us about this case, what you know about um, the case the government will try to make or the state of Georgia will try to make here. Uh, I know that Fulton County is the most liberal county, I think, in all of Georgia. The DA there is a Democrat. I know that the... Um, uh, they're trying to uh, use a RICO statute. I don't know exactly what they're going to come out with, but I know this. Between Manhattan and Fulton County and D.C., the most liberal jurisdictions in the country, it's very unfair to President Trump. And shouldn't this really be done by a statewide official? If there's a crime against the people of Georgia, shouldn't it be done by somebody like the Attorney General? Are we going to let county prosecutors start prosecuting the President of the United States, the former President of the United States? You open up Pandora's box to the presidency. Well, part of the reason is they, they and it's same with Bragg, they take retards that are easily expendable. They're not going to have higher up people. They're not going to have... Uh, uh, the AG do it, they're going to have retards do it, who, who they can, when they lose their case, they can just throw right under the bus. This whole exercise of allowing a county prosecutor to go after a former president of the United States will do a lot of damage to the presidency itself over time. To my Democratic friends, be careful what you wish for. Ends it with a little... It's not a threat. Well, zinger there at the end, a threat. Look... Uh, That's not a threat. If the president, whoever that president is, commits a felony in a jurisdiction that falls under the jurisdiction of a county prosecutor, in this case, a district attorney, then yes, Lindsay, the answer is absolutely yes. That president, whoever he or she may be, should be prosecuted to the fullest extent of the law because justice is blind. There are statues all across the country. Total gaslighting bullshit. Tree outside of courthouses and justice centers where a blindfolded lady justice holds the scales, indicating that justice... Like you hold another man's balls. This is blind. It does not matter whether you are rich, whether you are poor, whether you are connected to power or disconnected from power, you should be held accountable. Justice should be served. And as far as your assertion, Senator Graham, that because... Fulton County is, he thinks, the most liberal county in all of Georgia. It's up there with uh, Manhattan and Washington, D.C., here where I live. <laughs> yeah, no liberals at all. 
Come on, man. Yeah, not liberal all at all. All it takes is a Google search. This is not political at all, guys. Or even common sense to understand that that is not the case. That there are many, many, many municipalities out there among metropolitan areas that are absolutely in no way less liberal, more conservative, if you'll use that language, than Fulton County, Georgia. In fact, the two counties adjacent to bordering uh, Fulton County are more liberal, who voted more for Joe Biden and against Donald Trump. Guys, they voted 72.6% for Joe Biden, not liberal at all. Come on, come on. Only 72% voted for Biden, not liberal at all, guys. Come on. Then Fulton County, DeKalb County, and Clayton County, both have vote counts that are more aggressive for Joe Biden and against Donald Trump than Fulton County. Manhattan, aggressive Clayton and against Donald Trump. Uh, look what he, look look what this homosexual is doing with the numbers. Three hundred and eighty thousand two hundred and twelve uh, voted for Biden. The one that he says uh, is more liberal only had ninety five thousand vote. Uh, so yeah, nice try, fucker. Have vote counts that are more aggressive for Joe Biden than against Donald Trump. What a lying bitch. Than Fulton County, Manhattan. More, far more votes. And of course, here in Washington, D.C., it's more than 90% of the people have their heads up, screwed on straight and voted against Donald Trump and his fascistic tendencies. You would deserve a fascist. <clears throat> I don't buy the, 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 I don't think Trump is fascist, uh, but they would deserve a fascist to come in here and do horrendous things to them after a fair trial, of course. Now. A lot of this is, is to be expected. No one should be shocked. No one should be surprised by the fact that Lindsey Graham is leveling threats against... Not a threat at all. For, for retribution's sake. He's simply pointing out that someday you might get what you deserve. And, that, and, that's what, and you would deserve it. This is what we're going to do if you do this <clears> to <throat> Trump. If you do this to our guy, oh, just wait. Be careful what you wish for. This is part and parcel pattern and practice for Republicans. It is cry foul as though there is a persecution here when Donald Trump committed crimes. Not total lie. Not in private. Total I mean, lie. Yes, in private. Yes, on, on perfect phone calls, but also in public view. Well, then why didn't you immediately come out and say he committed a crime? No one, when any of this shit was going on, no one was saying it was a crime. So for them to, to cry foul and act like this is some kind of a political persecution or a weaponization of the United States Justice Department. That's literally what it is. And you're going along with it and hopefully people never forget. Because then if it happens to you, they'll go, well, that's what you, you wished it upon others. Now it's happening to you. That's called karma. Is just gross Ugh, how cringe stupid. how cringe is this guy holy shit and only people who are in the cult are falling for it get right lindsey graham go fuck yourself faggot let's move on here um all right let me see oh kyle kalinsky doesn't like the fact that a fox host called out the bullshit on climate change all right everybody welcome to the show how's everybody doing today I am doing just splendid. Uh, so do me a big favor before I even say another word. Click that subscribe button. No way. 
it's basically inevitable that Crystal is gonna pass me in subscribers. Who cares? Which is a tragedy. Uh, some would say- You both suck, who cares? It's up there with some of the worst- Total AIDS. In American history. Uh, I am one of those people. I would like to have bragging rights over my wife, continuing- That's gay, it's so But it looks gay. like all of you have failed. And I will not- who? Can you imagine giving a fuck about this? Could you imagine? How fucking... I guarantee you, when I was dating Aiden Paladin, there was never a conversation of like, oh, I'm going to beat you and have more subscribers. What, who... How, how do men act like this? How do you act like this as a man? Oh, my God. It's just so petty and ridiculous. Be able to do that. And she'll have bragging rights over me and rub it in my face. Ow, this is... That's so gay. Why are you being so gay? That she surpassed me in subs, even oh though my, my channel's been around for roughly 78 years longer. So, yeah, it's cool. No big deal. It's whatever. Click subscribe, for the love of God. You're insecure about the fact that she's going to surpass you. How weak. What a weak man. Imagine being that much of a weak man. Unbelievable. <laughs> Keep me in front of her. Fucking So, idiot. anyway. Um, he keeps talking about it. Um, also, click the bell icon so you get a notification every single time a video drops. Shout out to all the Patreon supporters of this show. Shout out to everybody who subscribes to Crystal Kyle and friends. By the way, we had a great debate with Michael Tracy on the Trump indictments last week. Definitely check that out. It got very heated and very passionate, but it was also very substantive. And I think you guys will enjoy that. Uh, and remember, you can always listen to this uh, show in its totality as an audio podcast. We don't just post the clips on YouTube. It's also over on Spotify. Anyway, all right. So let's go ahead and jump into it. I got a great show for you today. We have um, disaster in Hawaii, a wildfire disaster. And um, at the same time, you have these Fox News hosts. I don't know if it was the same time or a day before, to be fair, but Fox News hosts were uh, uh, basically denying climate change, as they always do. We also have uh, some very prominent right-wing judicial experts turning on Donald Trump and making an amazing argument. Who cares? Who cares? It's going to shock you. We have like another appeal to authority. have a Biden supporter, a Biden-supporting Republican who confronts who a cares? Trump supporter at uh, the Iowa State Fair, and that is in amazing... Oh, a homosexual confronted a Trump supporter? Oh my God, I can't believe it. Amazing video. And then we also have uh, Texas. Apparently their prisons don't have air conditioning. Oh, hopefully you'll get into one of those prisons. In Texas. And you can imagine what's now happening as a result of that. So we'll dive into all of that and much more. All right, so Jesse Waters is, uh, of course, the resident Fox News frat boy goon. And um, they decided to do a climate change denying segment because it's a day that ends in Y. And uh, I want to show you it. And then How dare they deny the Democrats' religious beliefs? Contrast it with the disaster that we're experiencing in Hawaii. So let's dive into it. This is a psyop against the American people. That's true by big business and the Democratic Party to worry you into giving you more of their money. You know, the world's gonna change, everyone's gonna die, tax me, tax me, tax me, and when someone is that anxious, they will do anything to solve the problem. And the government says, we just need to spend more money to solve the problem, and that money goes to their donors. They're going after people who are I guess seeing therapists because they're worried about climate change or something and they're using this as well they're pointing out that the propaganda from people like you are causing some people to be so fearful that they're going to see psychiatrists for it that's why i believe people like you belong in prison because of that that 
that kind of shit that you do to people. Now, I know that's not the strongest legal case, uh, and, and I would submit to you, dear viewer, <clears throat> no problem. I'll give you that one. I will acknowledge it's not illegal. I'm just saying, you know, if I was the judge, you know, if I made up the statute, so no problem. I would argue you can make a criminal case uh, around these propagandists that told people the vaccine was safe. Now, I'm not saying the first two weeks into it, now, even though you, if two weeks in, if we didn't have any information, the proper thing to say is, I'm not sure, and we don't have any data on long-term side effects. I think that would have been the correct position. But let's say I give you, <clears throat> there's like a cutoff, three weeks, four weeks, okay? But once it became clear, once people started dying, once people started getting myocarditis, once it was clear, I think the initial Israeli hospital data, I believe they were the first ones to uh, show that like half, at least half of the people in the hospitals with COVID were fully vaccinated. That obviously showed that it did not stop the spread. And that was very immediate. So wherever you want to put the cutoff, at some point, once it was clear the vaccine was dangerous, I would argue there should be some sort of criminal accountability on commentators who lied to the public, especially people like Sam Cedar, that blatantly lied and told his audience, it's not a big deal if your kids get myocarditis because that's mild. Okay, so myocarditis is very serious. It is not mild. That's insane to say that. That's like saying, hey, if your kids get their legs cut off, it's no big deal. It's mild. Their, their, their legs will grow back. No, their legs will not grow back. Getting your legs cut off is a huge deal. Okay, so I would argue that is where you have your criminal... Uh, culpability. Again, I don't expect that to ever happen, but uh, you know, if if there is some sort of happy ending to all this, I would like to see at least something uh, from that standpoint take place because that's beyond the pale. It's beyond the pale to lie to people like that. It's unbelievable. It's like a ha ha stupid liberal segment, and he says it's a psyop and it's a conspiracy by big business to get. Uh, Americans taxed more or something. <clears throat> I love how they invert the conspiracy. No, Jesse, the conspiracy is out in the open. The conspiracy is ExxonMobil and Chevron and uh, big oil and all of these dirty energy companies making a tremendous amount of profit. They want to continue to make a tremendous amount of profit. So what they do... Retard, how do you think these cars that charge, how do you think they get that electricity? It just comes from the commie gods like how do you think that works is they hire mercenary junk scientists to pretend like they are not leading to climate change and that gets everybody to drag their feet and not do enough to fight back even though you have like 98 or 99 percent of the climate scientists bullshit now you're doing the dumb chenk uger argument saying this is a real problem we need to address it you have like 99.8 percent of bullshit they just they uh, basically disfellowship any doctor, or excuse me, any scientist that doesn't go along with the narrative. Studies in a, in a giant meta-analysis showed, yes, climate change is real, it's happening, and it's largely man-made. Still want to swat it aside. Oh, by the way, it's an anecdote, but just, just to give you an example, and this is an anecdote, so take it for what it's worth, which is not a whole lot, I get that. So, you know, you, you, I'm down here in, in Florida and you, you don't do things, you talk to people, you just blah, 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 you know, and, and you, you meet people, it's this and that. 
So there's this girl who's a nurse who started talking about how um, the protocol in the hospital was killing people. She's trying to quit being a nurse because it's so insane. And she saw like how many people they killed and she specifically brought up like remdesivir. And this was just kind of like, I mean, I guess we obviously got on this, the topic of COVID, but then she just, yeah, she's just talking about how much of a nightmare it was, how much of a nightmare COVID was, how it seemed like they were killing people, all completely unprompted. And like I said, it's an anecdote, but I was like, wow, that's not good. That's not good. That's not a good thing. That's really fucked up. But, you know, we've covered many stories where that does seem to be at least the, the protocol that was being enforced or, I guess, incentivized by the government did seem to kill a lot of people on purpose. Not good. Because I, I got one mercenary for hire junk scientist who said, actually, it's not our fault. And so let's just keep uh, using oil and gas until the cows come home forever. Yes, that's exactly what we're going to do. And you can't stop us. And so that's the real conspiracy. The real conspiracy are the climate change deniers. But he flips it. Oh, yeah, it's a PSYOP on behalf of big business because the government wants to tax you or something. By the way, Jesse, do you have anything to say about the fact that under Republican administrations, working people pay more in taxes? Do you have anything to say about that? Oh, yeah, yeah. Under Democratic administrations, working people pay oh, yeah. less in taxes? Do you have anything to say uh -huh. about that? No, I didn't think so. Mm. So it's, it's just standard. Hey, Jesse, do you have anything to say about our bullshit propaganda talking points? Climate denial nonsense. And now it's happening at a time where even people's anecdotal experience is lining up with the data. Uh, bullshit. It used to be, you look at the data, the data says one thing, and then- So what, your anecdotal experience of going outside and it's hot? <laughs> you talk to individuals and they go, I don't know, things seem pretty normal. Now we're at the point where the data says one thing and the anecdotal experience right. says the same thing. Yeah. Everybody just came off the hot, the hottest month ever recorded in human Again, history. Again, retard, abject retard. That is totally make up, made up. Only stupid retards fall for that bullshit. It was not the hottest month ever. That's totally made up. Yeah, I think people are going to notice that. Can you imagine falling for that? That's incredible. Jesse. Of course, this fucking guy thinks the vaccine's safe and effective, so that's what we're dealing with. I think they're going to have some concerns. So anyway, at the same time, or I, I should be clear, I think it was maybe a day before... Um, the Hawaii wildfire happens. This is what they're talking about. So now, let me show you some from that. This is what happened in Maui. This is astonishing. Look at this. So for everybody just listening, you're seeing burnt, charred cars. You're seeing uh, buildings that uh, have effectively collapsed because they were burnt to a crisp. You're seeing just complete and utter total devastation. It's basically an entire town that has effectively been wiped off the map. At this point, as I'm talking to you right now, I know the death toll is over 100 people. It is still climbing. Um, people were basically j jumping out of their cars and jumping into the water to survive. That's how nightmarish... Yeah, all because of climate change. Climate change started the fires. This entire scenario was. There's smoke everywhere. I mean, it is, uh, it's something that looks like it's post-apocalyptic. We never had fires before climate change. Now that climate change is here, oh, we have fires. It looks like it's something out of a zombie. And I'm sure this fire, totally organic, no arson involved. Zombie movie or, or like this area just got nuked or something. 
That's what it looks like. Storefronts absolutely positively destroyed. A car that looked like it was in the fire for 24 hours straight. Everything's destroyed. Everything's gone. Boat's even destroyed. Even that boat caught on fire, and the boat is literally on the water. I mean, Goddamn climate change. It's it's really, really an astonishing picture. Just to put it more into... This all happened because you eat meat, bigots. ...perspective for people. Look at this. So this is the before and after. And forgive me if I mispronounce this, but Lahaina, Maui... Before climate change, after climate change. Before and after. This is the before. That's, this is mm. what this beautiful place looked like. And then now... Climate change. It looks like that. Oh. There you go. Case closed. The evidence that climate change exists. This is not at all retarded. It is a... Uh, it's a nightmare. And a lot of people lost absolutely everything. Because of climate change. Now, you might be watching this and saying, well, yeah, but how does this link up to climate change? Well... Because well, everything is to blame. Uh, climate change. You can blame anything on climate change. All the young people having heart attacks. Oh, it's climate change. Definitely not the vaccine. Climate change. We've experienced this in the American West. We've seen what's happened as a direct result of climate change. Let me show you that chart. So there are now more... Yeah, these fires are definitely not being started by activists. More wildfires than there ever were. Over the past six decades, there's been a steady increase in the number of fires... Yeah, and there hasn't been a steady increase in leftist activists starting fires. ...in the western U.S. In fact, the majority of western fires, 61%, have occurred since the year 2000. This is what mm -hmm. the graph looks like. You have a steady, consistent increase here. This is in the American West. And apparently those fires are also larger. They say those fires also burn... are burning more acres of land. The average annual amount of acres burned has been steadily increasing since 1950. Nothing to do with forest maintenance. The number of megafires, fires that burn for more than 100,000 acres, which is 156 square miles, has increased in the past two decades. In fact, no documented megafires occurred before 1970. And now we get them. Look at this chart. And when I think of a wildfire, I do not think of Maui. You know, it's, it's tropical, it rains there quite a bit, but apparently it dried out. And then there was a, a very rare wind event where there were 70 mile an hour winds and the, the fire just cut through everywhere like a hot knife through butter. And uh, again, this is directly linked to climate change. How much? Uh, that's totally made up. You have not provided any evidence that it's directly linked to climate change. What evidence do these people need? That was zero evidence. Retard, you didn't provide any evidence. You simply are saying that a fire happened because of climate change. That's fucking retarded. How much more do you need? How much? I need one thing? Can I get one piece of evidence, faggot? Can I get one piece? Do you need me to bring up the climate chart, the temperature chart? It's bullshit. They're taking the temperatures on the tarmac when planes are taking off. This is like when I was a kid and I tried to stay home from school and I put the thermometer up to the light bulb when my mom left the room. And the temperature would shoot up, and then I would shake it down to about a 102 and a half. That's, that's kind of 102, 102, 102 and a half. You don't want to go 103 or 104, because then you, you, you're going to be real sick, and she might not buy it. But 102, 102 and a half, that seemed to, to work. Okay, but that was dishonest. I, you know, I was a kid, you know. But that's what they're basically doing. And, and this fucking guy's like, what more evidence do you need? Unbelievable. Where it's been steadily rising where the pattern is rising, rising, rising. Now, what they often do is they point to, well, there's also cold records from time to time. But the way climate change works is that you get extremes on both ends of the spectrum. 
one of the potential side effects of climate change is that the ocean current is collapsing, uh, and that's supposed to make it so that, like, the UK enters, like, an ice age. Oh, yeah, that's going to happen. And that's all a direct result of climate yes, change. Yes, that's going to happen. It does. It just it makes the climate go haywire, effectively. That's what happens. And you're also going to have drought. You're also going to have famine. You're also going to have wars over water. This is all, like, documented, and this is stuff... And now, and so you have to stop eating meat. That That's how we're going to fix all this. India and China, they can keep polluting, no problem. But you, bigot, you're going to have to stop eating meat. We know is coming, and every time they look at it, they say, oh my god, this is worse than what we thought the oh, worst yeah. case scenario yeah. was. We're uh -huh. all living in it right now. Right, the, the predictions don't come true, but then they're like, oh, it's going to be worse, though. Just give it a few more years. And they still want to do their ha-ha stupid liberal segment about some people going to... Yeah, because you guys are abject retards about this. It's total propaganda. A climate therapist or something. Seems like you're missing the forest for the trees there. No, you just, you're not making good arguments and we're not accepting them. It's simple as that. That's what it seems like to me. And it seems like you guys are working backwards from your conclusion and you will never acknowledge you were wrong no matter how much evidence... But you haven't proven that we're wrong. This is put directly in front of... You have not put any uh, evidence in front of us. Hey, y'all, do me a favor. Frankly, if I knew, so let me get this straight. You're, you're painting me a scenario, because I, I tell you this, I tell you this. If it was true that my behavior would directly impact someone like Kyle, um, I, would, I would hop aboard the Salty Cracker Burning Tires Brigade, okay? I would be burning tires in my backyard, making it hotter for Kyle Kalinske. If, if their bullshit was true, that's what I would do, okay? I would invert my air conditioner, I would burn tires, and whatever the fuck, and I would eat an insane amount of meat, and so Kyle Kalinske could burn up so he could shut the fuck up. That's what I would do, okay? But obviously, this is like when they, when they act like the memes are killing people. Yeah, I wish. Can you imagine? You know how quick the commie problem would be resolved if memes killed people? How long would it take 4chan to eliminate every commie? Like 48 hours? What are you kidding me? Oh my god, I wish, I wish it was that easy. You make a joke and then a commie kills themselves? That would be the greatest thing ever. It would be like the best M. Night Shyamalan movie ever. Remember that movie where people were blowing their heads off because of the environment or some of the plants or something? That was kind of gay. I didn't really like it. I don't really like Shyamalan. Have I ever seen a Shyamalan movie that I liked? I don't... I don't think so. Maybe I'm missing one. I I don't now. I don't think. Nah, it's kind of myth. Don't really. Right, whatever. Um, Trump digs his own grave with the latest attack on the judge. <laughs> so as we all know, last Friday Donald Trump had a hearing that he did not personally attend, but his lawyers did along with the Department of Justice in front of Judge Tanya Chutkin. I'll be back. I got to change and my phone the battery. The hearing was about a proposed protective order that the DOJ had requested that would effectively slap a gag order on Donald Trump, prevent him from talking about the judge, the prosecutors, the case, any of it, just shut him the hell up. Prosecutors wanted because he is basically engaging in dangerous behavior with the statements he's making that are threatening the judge. And of course, engaging in potential witness intimidation. Now, unfortunately, the judge only sided with the witness intimidation part, said Donald Trump cannot call out potential witnesses specifically. But other than that, 
there's really no gag order to speak of. There is, as I said, part of the protective order, but it's so mild that, eh, not a big deal, right? And Donald Trump took that apparently as permission to go out there and say whatever the hell he wants about whoever the hell he wants, whenever the hell he wants, because he immediately over the weekend. And of course on Monday started going after the judge herself, Donald Trump put repeated posts on truth social, all filled with lies. Uh, one of them claiming that she admitted that she's engaging in election interference. Uh, another one, Trump said, she obviously wants me behind bars, very biased and unfair because somebody had posted in one of her rulings for the Capitol rioters that, Hey, you put blind loyalty in a guy for one day, uh, who by the way, remains free to this day. And Trump said, well, obviously she wants me behind bars. Yeah. So Trump's been attacking the judge. Yeah, she was complaining that Trump was free. The judge had the opportunity. So criticizing a judge is an attack, of course. To put this to bed and didn't do it. But here's the thing. The judge did put a separate part of her decision out there and basically told Donald Trump's lawyers that you don't get him in line. He keeps doing what he's doing and saying Good, the keep doing it. things he's saying, then I will have no choice but to go ahead and kind of grant the prosecutor's request. Fucking do it, I dare you. For a very early trial. So the judge, I do still kind of disagree with the ruling, but I talked about the Soviet ring of fire. She set a trap for Donald Trump. <laughs> You've fallen into my trap. And Trump, being a complete idiot, by the way, I do like Scott Adams a lot more ever since the, uh, the meme. That's the, that's really, that's one of my favorite memes of all time. And it's a, it's a more recent one. P people will, you know, they'll be like, you know, a bunch of black dudes beating up a white guy. And all, all these people are posting these funny faces. That's Scott Adams. It's, it's it is pure gold, pure gold. Walked Absolutely right phenomenal. into it. That's what these posts are telling us. Trump. It's like hard for me to dislike him now, even though he was totally wrong about masks and the vaccine. He did kind of admit to a degree. I did. I did try to listen to his stream uh, a couple times recently. And um, one time it was fine. But the other time he really gets bent out of shape when people disagree with him in his chat. He has no emotional control. He was like, he didn't call the person a cunt. Was that, was that, remember, was, was her name Peggy or something? He was like, you're a cunt. I was like, whoa. He, he didn't call, he didn't call him a cunt, but he was like cursing him out. And I don't, it wasn't even anything. He just like, a guy like disagreed with him and he like flipped out and banned him. And I was like, dude, you gotta fucking get thicker skin. It's cringe. His lawyers either didn't tell him, which we know they had to have, or two, he's too stupid to actually listen to these people because he's now. Why would you listen to corrupt people? Now out there attacking this judge relentlessly. Good. Keep it up. It's completely legal. They're verbal. They're not even attacks. That's verbal criticism. Attacking her with known lies. They're not lies. He literally quoted what this bitch said. That's it. And the judge is just sitting back like. You don't play this game. We'll play this game. I'm letting you do something tough guy. You nail your own coffin shut. You dug your own grave. Now you're nailing your coffin shut. You, that's funny. You think this judge could put Trump in a coffin? Hilarious. 
Because all I have to do is be like, all right, fine. You know what? You want to attack me? You want to put me in danger? I've already had to get added security. So I'm just going to say to get this thing over as quickly as possible. Good. We're going to have a very early trial. Dude, do a trial in a week. Who cares? Really, it's totally illegitimate. It's not going to affect anything. People, his base is still going to vote for him. And if, and if milk is $12 a gallon during the general election, I think that group of independents is going to vote for him too. Prosecution wants it to start on January 2nd. I think that's too long to wait. How about October 2nd? Hell, how about September 2nd? Do it. How about tomorrow? What are you doing tomorrow, yeah. Donald? How oh. about right now, bitch? You're probably being arraigned in Georgia any minute, so we'll let that happen first. But this judge has the authority to do that. Now, she's obviously not going to put it one to two months out, but I do think this thing is going to start in January, and I do think that it is 100% because the judge set a trap for Trump, and being the idiot that he is, yeah. he's walking right into it. I'm sure he is. Next one here, uh, Trump's... Oh, of course, Trump. Trump's lawyer going on TV shows to defend Trump, obviously now illegal, and he needs to be arrested. Amazing. Donald Trump's newest lawyer, John Lauro, has of course been making the rounds in the media for the past week, and he hasn't been doing Donald Trump any favors with his media appearances. In fact, the one he did last Friday, the day after the arraignment, actually appeared to confirm some of the charges against Donald Trump when he was like, yeah, he did ask Mike Pence to do these things, but he's allowed to do that. Um, no, he's not. Otherwise, you know, he wouldn't be indicted for it. But, uh, so the lawyer's not doing such a good job out in the media, but so far it's appeared to just be embarrassing for his client, Donald Trump. Nothing more than that. Right? Well, according to legal experts, according to legal experts like Norm Eisen, Lawrence Tribe, not only is it embarrassing for Donald Trump, these media appearances by John Loro might actually be illegal. <laughs> the trial is going- What a clown world we're in. Everything Republicans do is illegal. To be held in Washington, DC, the district- It's really everything populists do is illegal because the Republicans are in on it. I'm very close to, like I said, once this election's over, I'm probably switching my uh, registration to independent. Of Columbia. And believe it or not, the District of Columbia actually has some pretty strict laws, not rules, laws in place that actually prevent lawyers from going on television and talking about their clients and the cases. Now they're not completely forbidden from going out in the media and talking about their client or talking about the case. But as uh, legal experts have pointed out, uh, assistant U.S. attorney, Andrew Weissman. Oh, along with Andrew Weissman's the legal expert. Big surprise. Ryan Goodman, an NYU law professor and former special counsel at the Department of Defense. They both pointed to criminal rule 57.7 B1 and B3. And B3 specifically states that uh, it forbids a lawyer or law firm associated with the defense or the prosecution from releasing any extrajudicial statement concerning the character or reputation of the accused among other things. So there is a good chance that Mr. Loro's media blitz is illegal. He can't do it because he is out there defending the character 
of his client. Yeah, how dare you defend your client? You have to go to jail now because this is a communist country. Which this rule, B3, clearly states you can't do that. So that's probably going to be a problem. Uh, today, 10 a.m. Eastern, is when uh, Judge Chutkin is holding her hearing. This is when Trump's lawyers get to come in and explain away, you know, oh, his threat from last week wasn't really a threat. All the threats he's leveled since then, including at his rally in Alabama and the rally in New Hampshire, totally not actual threats. You don't have They're to, not threats. have to slap him with a gag order. But I'm sure the judge... Who cares? Slap him with a gag order. You're not going to stop him. Probably is going to have something to say to Lauro himself, like, hey, by the way, um, are you familiar with... Uh, Criminal Rule 57.7 B1 and B3, because according to those rules, you can't do what you've been doing. And I may not only have to slap a gag order on your, on your client, I may have to sanction you and put a gag order on you. Hopefully someday someone puts a gag order on you. You would deserve it. And the rest of your legal team, because y'all don't seem to know how to just shut the hell up. Now, personally, yeah, just let us fucking railroad you, bigot. I hope the judge does not put a gag order on John Lauro. I mean, I honestly hope she doesn't bring it up. This man, like pretty much everybody else on Trump's legal team, is so bad at this that, as I said, and I've talked about it plenty of times in the last week, he's going out there and he's making Trump's case so much worse for it. Oh, yeah, I'm sure. Like, he's admitting to things and then acting like, but it's not a big deal that he did it. Like, yeah, he did it, but it's not in the right context, so it's okay. Like, he's just giving up the game. And more importantly, for the prosecution, he's giving up their legal defense. The prosecution now knows full well the arguments that Trump's team is going to walk into court and use. You have no idea if you've never worked on a trial. Oh, I'm sure you've worked on a trial. Again, I'm not a lawyer, but I right. have helped. <laughs> oh, uh, yeah, you know, I'm they, sure you have. I'm sure you've had. Basically doing some kind of paralegal stuff. Right, you helped by jerking off Mike Papantonio when he asked you to. I got you. With trials, if you know what the other side is going to walk into court and say... That is the biggest advantage you can get they at, got him. as an attorney. And this is what Trump's lawyers are doing. So I hope he doesn't get hit with a gag order. You know, there's obviously part of me that does hope the judge throws the book at him and does, you know, hit well, him. That's okay. I hope someday a judge throws a book at you and I'm going to laugh and laugh. Pretty hard. But he is giving everything up to the prosecution. And sure, maybe he's bending the rules a little bit. But he's doing so, not helping his client, but actually helping the prosecution. What a fucking testicle. Okay, let's see here. We have uh, one moment. Nino Tenari says, hard bastard, we love you in Philly. Thank you. Appreciate that. If you need representation for any meth charges, feel free to call me. I'm the best defense attorney in Philadelphia. Well, hopefully I won't need a defense attorney. Not really a meth person, although I do like Adderall. Adderall is a hell of a drug. I, I don't have access to it. But man, that is... I know it, 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 it hits people differently. Like some people take it and they just feel normal. Not me. I'll take a half. All of a sudden, like I'll be like, oh man, I love to organize 5,000 pieces of Lego. This is fun. It's wild. It's completely wild. 
Anyway, so hopefully I will never uh, need a defense attorney, uh, but I appreciate that. I will look you up if, if I am in need of it. Thank you. Nino Tenari, uh, I guess Esquire. And shout out to Philly. Silky Johnson says, have you seen the fact-checking faggots out in full force saying the Maui fires weren't intentional when it's being screamed? They don't know what caused them. Yeah, that's very suspicious. That's very suspicious. And the fact that these people lie about everything makes me think that they're definitely intentional. And apparently there was a 15-minute city summit there in January and an upcoming AI summit there. Correct. That is correct. Silky Johnson says, HB... Were you watching WCW in 2000? Do you remember the Bash at the Beach where Jeff Jarrett laid down to let Hogan pin him and Vince Russo came out and cut the promo on Hogan? And I guess Russo is a wop, so he, he, bought, he brought the Break the Spaghetti Anger. Was that after the Ultimate Warrior, uh, the Halloween Havoc with the Ultimate Warrior that was a disaster? Let's look that up. When was Halloween Havoc? Halloween Havoc Ultimate Warrior. And I'll just botch. There was a botch with the fire. 98. Yeah, so 2000, I was not watching uh, WCW. Um, so I probably wasn't really watching wrestling in 2000. So yeah, Halloween Havoc 98 uh, is, is pretty much where my knowledge stops. So uh, yeah, from what I understand, uh, it, after the Halloween Havoc, it started to really go downhill. Um, yeah, Jeff Jarrett. I don't really remember a lot of Jeff Jarrett either. So yes, I do not, I, I do not recall that. Yeah, 2000, um, yeah, I think I was pretty much done. Because I, I watched the Attitude Era via um, app, like, years after it happened, and I regretted not watching it while it was happening. I was watching a lot of the WCW while it was happening, but I did not watch the WWF, uh, and uh, I wish I did, because it, it was very entertaining. Um, all right, very good. All right, so that's the end of the stream. Next stream is uh, tomorrow, uh, 10, what is it, 10? Yeah, like 10 Central. And again, we'll be doing this until next Tuesday, and then next Tuesday will be the normal stream. I guess last stream for the week will be either Friday or Saturday, and then after that, we're back on the normal schedule starting next Tuesday. Uh, you can get an archive on Rumble, rumble.com slash user slash Hard News Network, or on Podbean, hardnewsnetwork.podbean.com, or on Twitter, which is at LiveHNN. Wherever you're watching, on the stream or on the archive, I appreciate it. I'll see you guys tomorrow. I am the Hard Bastard. Thank you for watching.